Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pochcast. Today, Pochfad and Star will be having another absolutely riveting conversation with more wonderful, talented, and inspiring people. So, grab that drink, get your butt comfy, and hold on to your seat. This is the Pochcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pochcast. This is the one time that you can sit down, put your feet up, enjoy a cup of coffee. Or if you don't like coffee, have milk. I don't care what you're drinking. Just drink it. And we'll, we'll hang out. Too. Actually, drink water. Everybody drink water. It is really good. Not enough people drink it. We're going to have a whole commercial about water. Um, you should definitely drink lots and lots of water. Now that we got that out of the way, um, I, I would just like to say thank you to Star. Star, thank you so much for being here for, for another wonderful podcast. How are you doing today? I'm still standing. She says it every damn time, but she's sitting down. She's sitting down right now. I don't know why she is. Anyway, today we have a, a super freaking awesome surprise. You guys have no idea who it is. I do, but I'm about to tell you. Um, it's a wonderful person that I've gotten to know over, I'd say, the past year, year plus. Um, they are they're a, an amazing artist. They're, you know what? I, I hate just putting, like, the art. Um, you know, thing around somebody. This this person lives art, and not just in drawing, but in in their yoga. Which, if you do yoga, you are stronger than most people alive. It's a scientific fact. Don't argue it. Does the yoga? Does the meditation? Does the I give a crap about my, about my community? Actually, gives a crap about their community. Crazy, huh? Says it and does it, and it's just an all around good person that I am very 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 happy to be able to say is a friend of mine and that is uh Maki Maki how are you doing today I am good and wow <laughs> you're gonna make me cry <laughs> I've gotten to know you I've gotten to know you a bit and I, I will say definitively that nothing I said was untrue you're an amazing person like I'm you I'm really too. grateful I'm grateful that I get to know people like you I'm grateful that I get to know you um and and get to see all the cool stuff you do you know the the things you say i get to listen i get to learn and that's big for me i love learning anytime i'm around you i feel like i'm learning something so it's it's, you're making my eyes leak uh oh uh -oh. (laughs) (laughs) i love you potch i love you i i I seriously do because i look up to you guys and like you you always spoke to, when I first met you or seen your your stream. You always spoke the truth and like you was real from day one. And like the fact that just to be here is a complete complete honor. And I mean, just to like I'm no I'm serious. Like I'm geeked out that you're as soon as as soon as Star was just like hey, Maki's gonna be on. I was like you shitting me right now. You kidding me? Like we got we like. It's exciting to me, seriously. I know, I know that you're a busy person. I know you're doing your thing. I know you're hustling. You're, you're, you're doing it. You're I'm trying. Butt. Look, did you get out of bed this morning? Yeah. You're doing it, okay? Thank that's, you. Look, that's that's what it is. We we were talking. Getting out of bed is a feat, and the fact that you did that, you have accomplished. You have won. Right? Like I'm proud of you for doing that. Because I'm, I'll tell you what. There's days I don't want to get out of bed, so I understand the struggle. Yeah, I understand putting your feet on the floor and standing up sometimes is like that. That ain't easy. It's not. 
It's seriously not. Um, but no, I'm I'm super grateful to be here. And I just want to just thank you guys for being on my stream on my birthday uh, oh, yeah. this past couple of months. That that was so much fun. And I definitely want you to have you guys again um, down the road. I just don't know when yet. I will. Oh, I will. Man. And that's that's one thing that I want people to everybody take a look at um, in the description. We're going to have links to anything and everything that Maki gives me. So whether it's a, a store where you're going to go buy all the merchandise and make her a billionaire or, or, or make them a billionaire, or it's a place where you're going to go see them on Twitch and hang out and see what they're doing, uh, see see shrimp, which, which you know, y'all need to know shrimp. Um, <laughs> and just, just, I don't know, but, um, Maki's a good person to get to know. So take a look at the links. There'll probably be an Instagram. There's probably, I'll, I'll know for sure. Um, you know, later on once I get all of them, but just, they'll be in the description, click on all of them, do all the things, all the stuff, all the follows, all the million dollar donations. I know somebody out there listening has like a, a friend that's got at least like $140 million of play money. Just, just toss it up, you know. Just, just you know, Maki, you, you, just hook her up, hook them up, hook them up. Sorry, hook them up. If you and, do, and I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll make it worth it. I will make an animation studio and I will put that money in the right places. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is what I mean when I say that they are a good person. Okay, like getting to know. Look, I just say go, go give Maki twelve million dollars, and the first thing they said is. I'm gonna put it to good use. I'm gonna I'm gonna create this and give back. It wasn't I'm gonna buy me a yacht and a car and I'm gonna travel the world. The instant like I'm gonna give back. That's what I'm talking about when I say they're a good person. Just just that's just how it is. I, I know I how Maki a, can give back. Yeah. Maki can give back by buying me a yacht. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and so we can all party and then like true, true. Oh, 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 better idea. Buy a yacht, stream it, mm -hmm. raise up more money uh -huh. for charity, for mental okay. health, and for the rainforest, because right now we, we really need it. We really need it. <laughs> we will, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I do have a very important question that I know that everybody, everybody is just, just dying to hear and this is this is uh i know i said i wasn't going to do any any zingers but this is this is an important one that i just like to ask people if let's just say the, the fbi raided your house today and they grabbed your computer and they went and they're like what what google searches am i gonna find <laughs> okay what y'all didn't see was the face um let's just say in the past week <laughs> what would the FBI find in your Google search in the past week that you might go, eh, what happened was? Probably researching Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been listening to uh, this podcast called Morbid that my friend introduced me to. And I never really listened or watched this the whole thing about Ted Bundy and why he was such a big deal. Then I like they were saying stuff in the podcast. I was like, okay, let me look this dude up and like look some of the cases up because apparently he was allowed to be his own attorney, which should not be allowed. And how much this dude 
dude really did he he did his thing and i was like no mm-hmm. wonder he's so fascinating and so many favorites serial killer because how he was able to get away with stuff he was his own attorney then convinced the cops to f- convince the security guard to let him go to the library do more research as his own attorney and then like escaped and ran off and hid in the forest for six months went to florida and like try to had a whole regular life but then he got the urge to kill again and got caught like, like i'm just like i'm like yo Yo, no wonder. Okay, no wonder. On. Yeah, hold, yeah, hold the I don't front know. door. I'm just yeah. hold on. Like, okay, this was this was back in the eighties, all right? Eighties, nineties, eighties, right? Yeah, eighties, eighties. Yeah. You got this away dude... with more than you would now. Obviously. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, I mean, come on. Look. I'm just like, wait, what? I think that's the weirdest thing. Besides, yeah, that's that's probably the weirdest thing. I I think, but uh, that and. Within the past week, that's probably the weirdest thing. Right on. Yeah, yeah that's, that... that's that's intriguing though. Like, <laughs> I've always been intrigued by that sort of thing. There was um, uh, a YouTube sort of like a podcast um, that I would watch that went over serial killers. Not that I've ever like, because I'm I'm fully against mass murder. I, I mm-hmm. say that on a regular basis. You know, do anything you want unless it's mass murder. Don't do that. Like I've, I've said that it. plenty of times. But there's just just speaking of that, it made me think of there's a dude in South America, Mexico, mm-hmm. South America, that is one of the largest living serial killers right now. Wait, he, he's what? still alive. He's killed, I think it was over 350 people, right? But here's here's the thing, and this is why this dude's disturbing to me. It, besides, you know, what's more disturbing than killing 350 people is is that he got arrested. He got put into a uh, into jail, and then, if I remember right, into like a, a psych ward. And then after 12 years, convinced them that he was okay, and they let him out. That's what happened with, um, uh, it was an, it's another serial killer that did the exact same thing. What's his name? Hold on. Let me find it. Because... Okay. Uh, I just I just think I don't care how good of a behavior you're showing. If you've killed 350 people, there should never be a point when they're like, well, you seem good now. Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper did the exact same thing. He basically got away with murder. And like his psychiatrist said that he was fine and did not even know that he had a dead body in his car. See, I don't care. If they seem fine, actually, if they seem fine, they should get more time. I'm gonna make that a bumper right? sticker. Right? Right? If you don't right? quit, you must quit. Right? Look, if they seem right? fine, they do more time. Like okay. he had a dead body in his car the day that he got checked out and said, like, oh, you're fine. And like apparently while he was on his best behavior, because he was so charismatic. Right. He, the thing is he was able to mask himself and was able to learn how to talk to people because he had to learn how to talk to people to properly kill them. And I'm just like, Oh, Oh my, Oh my goodness. Like, I'm just like, Oh, this is is just like, it's just, it's scary. It's really terrifying. And it's just like, okay. I think the Hollywood (laughs) depiction of people that kill is they're crazy. They're insane. They, they talk weird. They look weird. Crazy music happens when they come up. No, they're really highly intelligent people. 
intelligent, usually fairly good looking, very charismatic. They can talk to you. They can schmooze you. They they would be the greatest car salesman, the home salesman, uh, uh, governor, senator. They would be the person that could talk their way into anywhere. That's the thing about Ted Bunny. He was actually part of the Republican Party. He was he was he was actually part of the Republican Party. And if he wasn't so fucked up in the head mm-hmm. he actually would have been a decent like not decent republican but he would have been successful as a republican mm-hmm. that and that's... he grew up in a healthy family and that's what's fucked up like he he was adopted and he grew up in a healthy family so it's not always nature versus nurture it's always oh, situational yeah. oh, that's that's uh yeah there's that nature versus nurture discussion can go Either or over because yeah, there's there's <laughs> people I think that there's and this is my theory, right? I'm not mm-hmm. a scientist. I've studied psychology over 20 years in sociology, so I haven't looked into a lot of this, but I'm not a scientist where I've gone and done all the studies. But I do think that there are different parts of the brain that form differently in different people. I mean, that's just, we're all different. We all have stuff that forms differently within our bodies and everything else. There's genetics that are passed down. There's things that just are, there's anomalies. Mm -hmm. And I strongly believe that some people just have certain parts of their brain that are different than others. And they see things in ways other people don't, such as, hey, today I'm gonna kill somebody and tomorrow I'm gonna go to Carl's Jr. You know, it's just, it's not a problem it just is what it is every from from all the stuff that i've been listening to from these like murder mysteries and all these like murder podcasts is the fact that they think about doing these things for Mm -hmm. a course a number of years and then they get the courage to do it at some point Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen automatically yeah and then it comes form of an addiction and obsession and like the 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 twisted thing about it is the psychology of it is like they're not afraid of getting they're they're more afraid of getting caught than actually doing the killing yes like they're they're not afraid they're afraid of a victim fighting back they're afraid of getting caught and even if they do get caught like uh uh, um, Edmund Kemper, he was actually close friends with a lot of cops in the neighborhood. So they were, he was so charismatic. He was friends with a lot of cops and come to find out he killed one of the cops' daughters. And then over time, once he was able to, like, it's, I, I'll send it to you if you listen mm-hmm. to it. It's crazy. Like, okay. it's I'm going to look him nuts. up after this. Like, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, his whole thing was, his whole MO was insane. I'm just like, yo, and like it's it's just nuts like you can't tell and for mm-hmm. me for a person who has had experiences with abuse mm-hmm. in multiple cases and dealing with someone with a severe psychosis and dealing with someone that tried to kill me you sort of pick up on certain signs right right you, you pick up on certain things so you it's it's like a part of me is like you can tell something's off but people who don't have experiences with these type of people, they will not be able to. And I think if you were to be able to talk to the people that were victims, which you can, I would go out on a limb and assume that most of them just didn't think something like that would happen to them. 
100%. that would be the biggest thing. Like, yeah, this person was acting a little off, but this wouldn't happen. To this me. wouldn't happen to me. I'm the cho- like, and this yeah, is a conversation he, I have with my partner because he's like, a lot of people don't think it would happen to them, and it's just like, well, I don't know. I've talked to people. I've talked to people who supposedly stated that they killed people. I grew up in the hood who like stated certain things or since mm-hmm. like seen certain things. So it's just like, I've, I, I've, I, I could tell the difference between someone who's been, their hand has been forced. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to people who have, have psych psychological snaps mm-hmm. and right. I have talked to people who are just, just not there anymore. And who willing to risk it all for the sake of their own selfishness. So mm-hmm. I've I've seen all three reasons why I sort of stay in my own bubble. <laughs> Look, I I've learned there's nothing wrong with with your own bubble and staying protected. <laughs> there's enough and, and this may sound harsh or blunt, there's enough dead people out there to back me up that sometimes staying in your own bubble is not the worst thing. You know, find you can be in your bubble. And slowly but surely find friends and people you can trust. Just because you're mm-hmm. in your bubble doesn't mean you're a hermit for life. It just means that you're you're pulling back and you're, you're keeping safe until mm-hmm. you vetted out each person that you allow in your life. I don't think that that's a horrible thing. Uh, I'm not running for president, so I'm not trying to talk to a hundred thousand people at once. Nope. I'm I'm just getting to know people individually so that I know, all right, you set up too many red flags, I'm going to back away, or mm-hmm. you you right there, you sound like the kind of person that I want to get to know, I'm going to get to know you more. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having that bubble. I think it is, I mean, the human nature, that's the, the fight, flight, or freeze, that's done wonders for humans still existing on this planet. You know, back in the day, if there was an animal you didn't know what it was, that set off, hey, I'm going to get away from the big thing with teeth. You know, like, you didn't just go, maybe I'll let it in, and then your whole family's been massacred by a saber-toothed tiger. You know, it's just... That is, it's it, okay. doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> it's, it's okay to keep that, that little that little bubble. There's nothing little, wrong with it. That little bubble. It's like, you, you know your lane. Just, just know your lane. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing that somebody... Oh, no, probably the second weirdest... I would say the most disturbing thing, I have a weird obsession of pimple-popping videos and it's gotten worse because uh i have literally been following more stuff on instagram than i should and now like my whole feed is pimple popping videos and just like okay well that's there yeah that's the thing the algorithm now said you are watching these yep (laughs) yep yep I thought I got over this obsession because it comes in waves. Like these weird mm-hmm. obsession comes in waves. It's fascination. I don't know where this is triggered. It's like it's a satisfaction of um, cleaning, clean, cleanliness, okay. or like um, fascination of like what the body can create sometimes. True. And then like the like it's a multiple things. Fascination of what the body can create. Fascination of like. Um, how the body creates it and also other fascination of other people like popping it so you're not the only weird one (laughs) (laughs) there's a group of us we're not alone we're not alone and then you got the 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 magnitude of how much stuff is in people's bodies and like for me I i find it interesting because it's like our diets our stress levels 
And like, I, I go really deep. It's like, okay, why is this stuff being created within our bodies? Like, granted, it's like clogged pores, the science behind it's like how this happens because of clogged pores, dirt gets in the pores, blah, blah, blah. And it just sits there and like keratine and blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But some people really get like cysts and masses that just randomly develop in their body. I'm like, what is triggering this? What is in their, their heritage or DNA that's actually triggering this in their lineage? And if they're the first person who's like experiencing this, are we seeing new evolutions of like form of our bodies rejecting us? I don't know. That's where my brain goes when I look at these things in a matter of uh, nanoseconds. She has a cyst in her, in her wrist right now. And so she's over there like, I don't know why it's there, but it's there. Yeah, I have a cyst on my, on my, uh, my, yeah, I have, yep, same, yep. And it's hard as hell, and I've been trying to get rid of it. And apparently every time I've been trying to get rid of it, the places that my doctor keeps sending me are not available. Or, oh, like, man. I have to go super out in the valley just to get assistance to get this i was like you know what forget it i'll get it removed when it's time it doesn't bother me right now so it's interesting how deep you went on that because i like i'm the opposite i'm not a big fan of the because it's all over tiktok and and instagram and like i'm like nope skip 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 you know like that ain't my thing i know so obviously some people are because there's 347,000 views on these things so people love this stuff and and i'm not faulting nobody but I never thought about it as deeply as you just said, which I think is kind of neat, you know, going into the whole because I'm I'm a psychology person, not a biology person, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I love the way the mind works and I love the way people do things socially because, you know, I, it intrigues me. Biology was the first class in college I ever failed. <laughs> I don't know what it is about biology. Like, I aced everything that I went into just about. Right. Like, you put me in any class from philosophy to psychology to English to whatever. I took a guitar class and got an A in it. Like, put me in anything. I go to biology and I'm like, I got this. I got to take it again. I got this. <laughs> you know, like, it just, I don't, it's just, it's something that's not intrigued me to the point that I want to memorize it all. But you mm-hmm. going that deep into it, because it is, the body does crazy things. Your yeah. body, it, everybody's body does crazy things that. It's. It's just like it just creates so many things that we're just like, oh wow, that's a thing. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to go into details. I don't want to gross anybody out, but it, it just fascinates me, and it's a part of me because it's like, at some point in my life, I actually wanted to get into forensics, but I was just like, I don't. I'm very sensitive to smells and I have a sensitive stomach, and that's what stopped me. I can see that. Because that's... I've never obviously <laughs> done it, but I've heard enough that it, when you get that deep into it, things don't smell. Smell great. Like, yeah. I have a very sensitive nose, and, like, even, like, when we, like, certain things, like, even with, I, it's weird. Like, when I see popping videos, it doesn't bother me. But if I see, mm-hmm. like, a special effects video of, like, a monster or zombie with, like, special effects features and stuff like that, and it's really gross... I immediately have a gag reflex and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, there ain't nothing wrong with you. That's nasty. Okay. It just, <laughs> like, just, if you I have freak a zombie out. with things like oozing, that's nasty. I don't care. Like, I, I freak it's out. A good job. It's a good job they did with the special effects. I applaud right. them. It took a lot of work. That's nasty. 
I, I just I don't so it's like a part of me is like man I would really love like I would like to get my hands and like into things and like do research onto a like like all these things but then like I have a very sensitive nose and I don't like bad smells and I would me- immediately have a gag reflex every freaking time. I would try I would literally throw yeah. up. I would just you like just, you didn't, I could just imagine you, you like your first three crime scenes and they're like you gotta go. We can't have her here. She'd be peeping yeah. on stuff. <laughs> I mean, bleh, I mean, bleh, bleh. it's all the time. Like, all the time. Monkey, just get her the bag as she walks through the crime scene. And like, I'm really into physics. I like physics. Like, I really like tangible things. And is that why you do animation? Um, I think that's a combination why I've gotten into animation because okay. I like testing out things. I've been tossing things for years to the wall, figuring out what is for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done painting. I've done watercolor. I've done digital art. And I'm still testing out digital art. Just digital art painting concept it just takes me forever to do. Literally about six months to a year to finish a piece because I like taking my time on it because okay. shit is just takes a lot of time but when it when it comes to animation i guess like a lot of people when i when i stream when i do my process ask if people ask me like one of my mods illis preacher shout out to my to my mods illis preacher asta baka shout out to all of you guys comfort cats jackie comfort cats tyler lexus and cutting studios shout out to all you guys um uh preacher tends to ask me like are you having fun animating and it's just such such a vague question to the point sometimes it just pisses me off it's like does it look like i'm having fun <laughs> do you see me like over here trying to like have my hand on my chin frowning trying to sit here and like have the physics numbers floating around my head trying to figure out shit does it look like i'm having fun like <laughs> I think there's the the confusion between are you glad you're doing what you're doing because it intrigues you and having right. fun. I think I think that's the real question trying to be asked is are you glad you're doing something that that is intriguing? But the the words that come out are you having fun? Having fun? fun? <laughs> is it fun? Is it fun yet? I'm just like no, no. maybe alone. Hold on. <laughs> is <laughs> is not particularly fun because it's like the process of like working with perspective working with uh the physics the animation physics squish and squash making sure that things function in the way that we see reality and distorting mm-hmm. it where it looks good enough where it looks good enough where it can pass is mm-hmm. very hard it's it's super hard and then drawing a character over and over again in multiple frames and then breaking it apart in different pieces i'm literally taking it's like a murder mystery it's like it's forensics on mm-hmm. it's literally mm-hmm. forensics on paper or on a tablet i'm literally taking pieces of the body and breaking it down and then putting it back together for it to make sense at the end of it to have a result but without the smell without the smell see see that you you got your thing without without throwing up right i think that what it sounds like and maybe i'm wrong so correct me if i'm wrong 
is that it's not as much is it fun as the processes or that, but when you finish and you've completed and created after going through the hours, months, years, whatever of doing it, that it it's rewarding to have yes. accomplished what you were set out to accomplish. Yes, it's it's rewarding on one. Oh, do you want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, I heard that. I was just like, uh, I'm just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I talk so infrequently. Um, I think that if anyone were to ask me, as opposed to Potch, if we were having fun doing something, he would probably play along with him and be like, hell yeah, I'm having tons of fun. This is the best thing ever. Me, on the other hand, I would probably say something along the lines of, do you want me to show you what could be fun? No, see, look, <laughs> see, I, actually, I actually do have fun doing what I'm doing because I, like, I've, I've designed it that way in my head. Mm. I've designed it to, okay, this is going to be fun and this is going to be extra and this is going to be ridiculous and I'm going to make it. It's I do that as a fun process. But everybody does their stuff differently. Everybody right. does their stuff and they approach it and they go at it differently. And it makes sense to me that you would be looking and going, this doesn't fucking work. Okay, and getting frustrated. But then once you've completed it, to have that sense of satisfaction, like I didn't give up, I went through it, I got to the end, I created what I wanted to create. And it's like it's a done. mad scientist. It's like, finally, my invention is alive. Aha! <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! <laughs> Pull the cr pull the lever, crunk. Like it's just, it's just like it's just it's just it's just like that aha moment. I feel like a scientist. It's like ah, I did it. It's pieced together. Look at what I created. And then it's like a split second. I'm just like, and I think that's the most frustrating thing about animation that a lot of people don't want to deal with is the fact that you spend so much time on such a little section, and. Right. Like, I had the nerve. I should have never done this today. I actually looked back, and when I started this animation, it was an April 22nd, and I'm just like, oh, I hate I hate this. I should never look back at it, how long this is taking me just to do two fucking scenes. <laughs> like, look, look, you live and you learn, right? You're going to remember that moment. The next time you're working on stuff and you have that urge to look back, you're gonna be like, "Fuck no, I'm not." Nope. I'm not gonna look back. Not gonna I'm happen. not gonna look. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just not gonna do it. I regret. I regret looking back now because it's like, mm, and I, it's like it's not. It's not a true number. It's not a true. It's also not a true right. amount of time that I spend on it because I've saved it multiple times that same day or saved it multiple times during out other days and also i'm working pieces within specific times that i'm streaming mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. or sometimes austin because i have a life i have other things to take care of mm -hmm. i'm not doing this non-stop every day yeah <laughs> do not surprise I surprise <laughs> i i'm a human not a robot <laughs> you mean, you, you, wait you mean you're alive when stream's not on what what? No. <laughs> Look, streamers don't have legs. They stay in the chair until it's live. They're live, and then they go to sleep. Right? Um, like it just, it just, it just, it is what it is. So I, I gotta, I gotta, I have to think about that. It's like I gotta think about how much time within that time frame from when I saved it to, from when I started, from when I saved it during out that time, and count that time frame. So mm -hmm. I need to go back and count my hours more mm -hmm. so than 
than looking at how long it's been mm -hmm. in that time frame. Um, and also and, taking into consideration that you're speaking to chat while doing it. So even if you're yeah. only doing it on stream and you've done a three-hour stream, you may have only actually put two hours into it because an hour of that yep. time was pausing and talking and you know, um, stream raiders, video that. games, yeah, yeah. all that stuff, you know, and it's just connecting with my community, sharing my process and all this other stuff. And it's just like, I can't, I'm, I'm learning. I'm still processed. Like I can't beat myself up too much, but I still do. I'm still human. And right. like, I still have breakdowns like this past two days. Like I've been breaking down in the struggle of, especially with our economy where it is right now of feeling mm -hmm. stuck between working really hard of building my own animation and hopefully one day soon building towards my animation studio with mm -hmm. using Amari and friends and whatever that looks like in her, in her world with other characters um, and struggling to have money. And mm -hmm. then on the other hand is like, if I decide to work for a company then I'm spending all my skill and talent for a company and I won't have energy for my own stuff. And then mm -hmm. seeing how all these companies are merging and stuff and a lot of people are getting their projects pulled and their projects are never seen. They have to write contracts and they can never show their work. What's the point? So I have money to have adventures with my friends, but yet I still don't have energy to do my own work. Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, and, so what you're saying right now, I, I, I've gotten to know a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life on Twitch. And I'm thinking of two people, I'm not going to say their names, but two people specifically that with what you're saying, um, one of them got a job at a big uh, uh, animation studio, mm -hmm. right? So, so went um, independent artists to big animation. They're very happy. They're very, very happy. But we're talking about how projects that they were working on and, and getting close to like production and everything, and then just completely wiped away and put on something new. And then this one started wiped away and put on something new. The amount of stuff that they work on that actually gets seen is a small percentage compared to what they've worked on. Now, another person I know went from a large um, uh, video game and stuff studio to independent artists because they wanted their stuff to actually be seen. We're saying the same thing when they worked for that. They knew that they would draw up a hundred things and they'd be happy if 20 of them ever made it to light. And they right. couldn't talk about them because of NDA stuff. You can't even discuss the projects that you just spent six of the 10 years on. You can't even talk about them. They're 100% goose eggs, nothing that you just put. I mean, granted, you got paid, you got a paycheck. You know, that, that's the, the only thing that keeps both of them going is they're like, I get a paycheck, the paycheck's great. You know, they're like, both said they're not complaining about the paycheck at all, but the amount of their artwork and they, um, the one that went from the studio to independent said what he had to do in his mind was go, all of those were practiced to make me better. It's, he, he took it as I'm at home drawing them and throwing them away. Because mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to get better. Instead of being brokenhearted that his pieces of artwork were getting thrown away by somebody else. He's like, mm. it's just practice. I'm just practicing. I'm just practicing. That's what he had to do to be able to, to move himself forward. Now as an independent artist, he's like on, on Twitch, like, here's my work. <laughs> like everybody can see it. You know, he does right. have individual clients where he does have to do NDA stuff. And, um, you know, he says even those ones, those are strictly to pay the bills, like what you're saying. 
you know, like, you know, the economy and having money or doing what you want to do is, you know, finding that in between where instead of working 100% for a mm-hmm. company, 100% for an animation studio or whatever, to um, commission through them to do a few. So it's part-time and then mm-hmm. work on yours so that you're taking 100% of your time for them. They right. get half your time and you get half your time where it may slow right. it down. But again, economy, money, eating, roof over your head, clothes on your back. Exactly. All the things that we shouldn't have to worry as much about as we do, but we do. It is what it yeah. is. It's where we are. We can't just cut down a few trees, build a log cabin, and put it on some plot of land and fish anymore because we're not allowed to for some reason. Exactly. Which I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but that's that's a healthy way to think about it because it's like i just been feeling so stuck. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling so stuck, and I'm just like, somebody help me. <laughs> And I want to say it's with you, like my mind, this is where my mind goes to first, is we were talking about earlier, it's it sucks to be stuck at that point. It sucks to feel like you're rutted and it can be overwhelming. It can consume you, like literally it can consume you. And you're the type of person that, you know, I've, I've talked to you a bunch of times and we'll, I'll try and find, like we were talking today, like, hey, did you get out of bed? Mm-hmm. There, you have a success. Build on that. That's, this stuff is overwhelming and it, it will eat you alive. Just for the next four seconds, think about, oh, I did get up today. I did. Mm. I succeeded. And say it, though. Don't just go, yeah, I got up. I succeeded at getting up today. Because once you apply success to yourself, it changes shit. No matter yeah. how big or small it is. I remember to eat today. That was success. I forgot yesterday. And instead of dwelling on that, I'm going to remember today I did. That's a success. Cool. Doesn't mean you're the ruler of the world. Doesn't mean you've taken over the universe. You know what I mean? And we, we tend to do that with like large things. We're like, okay, the large things are focused on our world. To, yeah. You just go in, no matter how small it is. No matter how small it is, it. it I don't think that we apply our successes to ourselves enough. You and I have, have talked about that a little bit. And I think that is a balance that will help with the things that we can't always control, like the economy and, mm-hmm. you know, how am I going to eat and how am I going to pay my bills and everything else? Like those stresses, we have some say in, but not 100%. I mean, right. I can't force Bill to, to give me a job down the road. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have control over that. I can be charismatic. I can schmooze my way. I can I can show my degrees, but it's still up to him. So, you know, that isn't something I have control over. So to balance that out, the rejections or the worry of rejection might not even be there. It just might be the worry of it. I'm going to balance it out by going, okay, but I do have these skills and I've worked really hard and succeeded in these areas. You know, you... You, you said, and I noticed the way that you said it, you're like, oh, sometimes it takes me six months to a year to complete a project. You complete a project. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes. I'm, I'm not even looking at the date. I'm not looking at the time. I'm not looking. I don't care if it took you 10 years. The fact that you go and you put the effort in to complete a project, I want to applaud the fact that you're putting the effort in to work on a project. Fuck completing it right now. <laughs> the fact that you are putting the effort into yeah. working on it, you know what I mean? I mean, think about how easy, and this sounds sad, but I think a lot of people will, will understand how easy it would be to go, fuck it, I give up. 
Oh no, I've I've done that. I've done that before getting on medication. Like I was started a project would never come back to it. Yeah, just and it's look done easy. It's a lot fucking harder to go, man. This is taking me six months, but I'm gonna keep working on it. Yeah, because I really want to see this completed. It's like it's 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 because I see a vision in my head. Mm-hmm. I see a vision in my head, and if the vision keeps calling out to me, it needs to be done. There you go. It just needs that. to be done. It needs to be shown. It needs to be shared for whatever reason. For whatever reason, it might not resonate with people now. Maybe it will resonate with some people later on. But I know that once these projects are completed, they will resonate okay, at will some they, degree. Will they resonate with you? Because that's yes. the importance of where it needs to start right there. Yes. If, if nobody else that you know it resonates with, but you finish it and you're like, hell yeah. Like No, I, I held on on my first painting, digital mm-hmm. concept painting that I did for myself. Mm-hmm. I held on to that before like posting out to where I was actually, okay. I didn't really want it to share it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep it to myself. It's like, that's not the purpose of your art. You got to share it. Like you can't hide it like that's not the purpose you gotta be you you gotta be fearless and just share it regardless if people buy it people do whatever with it you gotta Mm -hmm. share regardless of what that is because somebody's gonna look at it and be inspired it's gonna inspire Mm -hmm. somebody to do something else and i have Mm -hmm. another piece that i'm working on still it's called the light bringer i'm still working on that piece and now uh thanks to waba Mm -hmm. um he asked me because I was talking about the situation with feeling stuck too. He was like, "Have you ever drew, drew yourself as a fish?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." Okay, and, okay, okay. I love that. And just a simple question, just a simple. He's like, "Have you ever drew yourself mm-hmm. as a fish?" I was like, "No, I've I've like drew pieces of having fish around me because I'm a Pisces, but I never drew myself as a fish." And I was just like, and once he said that immediate vision came into mind it's going to be it's going to be dark it's going to be a very dark and emotional piece because a lot of my own self-portraits are very painful okay they're very representative of who i am the emotions that i go through okay and i usually don't share them and this is possibly the first one that i'll share once it's complete i don't know how long it's going to take me to do but it will be done i i will i will venture to say who cares how long yeah it it doesn't that to me is is just a stressor yeah you know so just just don't let that have an influence on what you're doing who cares how long do it however you're gonna do it however long 20 years two two minutes whatever you know just but seriously just just do it when you say that it's it's you know because it's a part of you and you put your emotion it can be dark the first thing that comes into my head because of people I've talked to and, and what I've been through and, and what I've you know gotten to know, the, you, you may or may not uh, be surprised about how many people that would resonate with that may never say anything because they're still so scared of the darkness they have, but they'll mm-hmm. see it and it mm-hmm. will do something. You know, they may never, so. ever, ever mention it. They may never let the words out of their mouth because they're afraid, because they're ashamed or whatever reasons. But when you are fearless and putting your things that you may be scared to put out or, um, you know, for lack of better words, ashamed or scared or any negative thing that you can think of, but you do it anyway, you have the the courage to go, 
but this is me the amount of people that are gonna that are still in that i don't ever want to whisper and utter the stuff i'm going through will see that and it will help change every little bit that it needs to I hope does, that, so. does that make sense so no i do because it's like that that's more encouraging because i've had times where because like i've always been fascinated with dark art like very mm-hmm. emotional gothic and dark art it always been beautiful and fascinating like um it's this oh, man i forgot the name of it but you do you remember a it's a it's not a fairy tale book but it's a it was like um it was a cha- children's book that was in like cho- like kids library elementary libraries and it was a, it was a it was if i find it i could send it to you but it was a jesus um i'm trying to think of all the different ones i don't remember. it was like a horror it was like a it was like a poor fairy tale uh story fables yeah fables Yes, scary fables, and it had like this disturbing, sketchy line work. Okay. And like they had multiple sections and stories, and the artwork used to terrify me, but I fell in love with it. And I used to rent this book out a lot (laughs) when I was in elementary, and I sort of kept it secret because it disturbed a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's disturbed a lot of people, and it definitely disturbed my mom. But I fell in love with this book, and like when I found it, I found it a couple of times, and it's been hard for me to find this damn book ever since. And I love the artwork, and I had a friend, um, I'm a caller C, um, who was going through, like she had a lot of emotional distress, trauma, stuff like that and she was very dark Mm -hmm. and her artwork was just like it and i fell in love with her artwork sadly um don't know where she's at anymore uh she seems like she went on the deep end of drugs and alcohol um and uh till this day we still haven't found her i'm sorry so we don't know where she's at but i fell in love with her artwork and and I fell in love with that art style. And even when I was in high school, I was trying to do artwork like that or like mimic art in that way. And every time I had art in that way, my boyfriend at the time saw it and like shamed the shit out of me See. from do it, from doing it. And also my mom did too. Anything that dealt with my emotions or dealt with anything with spiders or darkness or anything that was weird, I got shamed and like my shit got destroyed, burned destroyed ripped apart and like to the point where when i start making work that was in that way and like i went back to see it i start self-destructing and ripping it too because if they didn't accept it and these are the people that's supposed to love me then maybe this is not something that is acceptable so this is a part of me yeah right and like it's it's been very hard for me to express this side of myself through my art, reasons why I sort of stick stick to like either very sensual art or like not even sensual, like very cute art, very like romanticized art or something mm-hmm. like that. And I try to stay safe. And it seems like with everything that's happening in the world, it's forcing me to really start diving deeper. 
diving deeper and using my art to dive deeper with my emotions and let it out. And it's just like it's I, it's the it's the fear of letting this out and not being being completely um, not even outcasted, but just 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 totally just dismissed rejected. as a hu- rejected and Shame. like dis- ashamed. Mm-hmm. Any of those things that are going to make you feel like the biggest pile of shit ever. Yeah. I hear what you're yeah. saying. I hear yeah. what you're saying. And that's that's something that is ingrained. That's something that's taught. That's something that's, whether it was done verbally or not, but it was ingrained in you that if you enjoy this art, if you have these feelings, if this is something that comes from you, something about you is wrong. Right. And the reality is, is that's not true. But it doesn't like it doesn't matter me it doesn't totally matter me saying to you, hey, that's not true. Because I'm not gonna change it in one sentence. What's been ingrained over and over, it's not gonna get changed in one sentence. But I absolutely will say it because maybe saying something repeatedly over and over will start to combat that thing. Because you right. drawing something dark, you drawing something that is coming from you because it's something you feel in an emotional state is not wrong like i said earlier the one thing i tell people don't do is mass murder right so do whatever you want unless it's mass murder don't do it if you're drawing (laughs) things that are dark that's not mass murder right (laughs) so (laughs) the way i look at it is if these are your emotions i don't care if it's I, i had a buddy i had a buddy amazing artist uh he does special effects for for um films like movies mm-hmm. and stuff um he he used to draw some of the creepiest scariest things like he's an amazing artist so it was very depictedly real you know i'd see a drawing wow. and be like and what he told me was was he'd have nightmares and the only way that he could get that nightmare out of his head is if he put it on the paper right and that was part of him that was part of his process of working through these very fucking scared. Like, I haven't really been that scared of paper before. Some of those things were scary. I'm not even like, I wouldn't want to walk past that piece of paper at night sort of thing. You know, like, <laughs> what the hell? But it, but it was his way of working through those emotions, those feelings, those things that were going on. And, you know, he he's like, I don't kill people, but this is what there has been haunting me in my dreams. And that I just thought about that. Like that's something. If you have that feeling, if you have that emotion, you have. I don't care. I mean, come on. How many pictures do you see where there's a zombie ripping bodies apart with blood and guts all over the place? All the like time. it's there. <laughs> that person didn't go do that. That's right. just what they drew. You know, it right. doesn't make them a bad person. It's just what they drew. Um, I hope they didn't go do that. God, please. Do. Anyway. <laughs> Again, if everybody mass murder Every- or murder in general, just don't do it. Okay, just don't do it. Don't, do, just don't it. do it. Oh, shrimpy! Oh, talking about shrimp. She wants to hold on. Give me a second. Yeah. The shrimp. So, just so everybody knows, um, shrimp is Maki's cat. Shrimp is a part of the stream. You will see if you go see Maki at twitch.tv backslash Make Art with Maki. You will get a chance a possible chance to have an introduction to shrimp and and shrimp is a beautiful adorable large piece of fuzz orange (laughs) the cutest orange tabby in the world and also she's an adorable booty 
She's adorable <laughs> little butt. Right, shrimp? Is she one of the orange kitties that does not have the brain cell? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Wait. Let's just be real. How many kitties do have the brain cell? Bear. That's a good question. <laughs> okay, bear does sometimes. Bear does sometimes. I, I give that, but I think out of cat population, and I say this for fear that, in, and I have this theory that cats are really biding their time and they're going to take over the planet. So we have dude, to nice dude, that the fact that they're mutating the the way that they mutated of like extra extra like. Fingers. Thumbs, opposable thumbs pretty soon. Yeah. Extra opposable thumbs. And it was a video that I saw of a, a, a kitten who had an extra eye, an extra eyeball. And I'm just like, yo. They're going to so take over are, soon enough. Cats, cats, are, <laughs> cats are really getting there, man. <laughs> so I say this for fear of when that happens, them hunting me down. They don't have a lot of super brain right now they have a lot of super fluff but they're adorable and we love them and if i'm wrong and they're just biding their time cats please i hope you hear this i love you don't kill me right away there that's all just i i love you i just want to cuddle you because you're yes. super adorable and super intelligent life forms yes yes <laughs> they are they really are the thing and also the misnomer like even though that orange tabbies usually are males there are like a small percentage that are female orange tabbies, mm -hmm. but a lot of people think that female orange tabbies have less intelligence, which is not true. She's pretty smart. She just chooses not to be. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Cats, I think they choose. It isn't that they they're, do they're choose. not smart. They'll, you'll tell them, hey, I'm going to teach you a trick, and they'll look at you like, no. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I've already been able to do that, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> unless, unless it's Fidget, in which case, then she does everything I ask her to do. Yeah, but Fidget Aww. likes you. That's, that's the difference. True. If I ask Fidget to do something, she looks at me like, shut up. And I go, okay, because that's just the way that it is. You, you're like, hey, will you make me a steak while juggling chainsaws? And I walk in the kitchen, and she's juggling chainsaws while making you a steak. No, that cat will do anything for you. <laughs> no, fidget, fidget, she, I, I will walk in, and she'll stand there and scream at me. And I'll go over to the bed, and I'll point to a spot on the bed, and she will jump up onto that spot on the bed. And then if I pat myself on the chest, she actually jumps off the bed onto my shoulder and gets herself comfortable where I can sit and hold her and pet her. And she just sits there kneading and making Aww. biscuits on my back. See, yeah, shrimp does that sometimes. Like, she will come to me or I'll pat the pat the um, couch. But she, I swear, it's the funny, the couch, we finally got a new recliner. And mm -hmm. she has made it her own. And either, <laughs> and it's only a two-seater. So we don't have a third spot. So every time I sit in one spot or my partner sits in the other, she will literally fight to get the <laughs> other spot. And I have to pull her away. And she will literally stare. If, like, my partner's going to the restroom, she literally would stare at the door and look at the spot, stare at the door, look at the spot, and try to, like, fight her way to it. I was like, you know he's coming back. I don't know what the hell do you want from me, from him, Either, like, you know mm -hmm. he's coming back, you're going to be moved, or you're going to be pissed. I don't know what you want. Like, make up your mind. Everything. They want it all. They, they, they want it all. They want the spot. They want you mad, but they also want you to pet them and give them treats. Like, all they the want it all. all. They want it all. 
Yeah. And then she gets so cuddly, and then like I spoon her. She she's not a super. She's not one of those affectionate cats that like rubs you in your face or licks mm-hmm. you. She's not one of those. But I definitely will, could like hold her and like near my chest on the bed, and she will just flop over and expose her tummy and just nuzzle into me. And that's it. And like I can spoon her for a couple of like an hour or so before she gets tired and then wants to leave. That's, that's about it. That's cute though. <laughs> She's my baby. Yeah, we have because we have the, the kittens as well. Like I have Mr. Bean Toast. Mr. Bean Toast is the cat I got five years ago. And the way he got his name is um we were I was at the pool with the kids, we were playing Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. And we came back and there were new kittens. Um and they're like, This one's yours person just gave it to me this is yours i didn't ask for a cat i didn't what the hell but i was like okay you know th- this is the person that i was with at the time so it was, it was my ex she was like yeah we got got you this one and i'm like oh, oh glad i know now thank you and so i grabbed the cat you know i love cats so i'm just you know, it's a tiny little kitten you can't say no to a tiny little kitten so i looked at this tiny little kitten and i'm like hey tiny little kitten your name is marco because we've just played marco polo it's the first thing that came to my head i was like you're marco Put him down. He went running around. My son was looking at him, and he's he's a um, a tuxedo cat, so black and white. Mm-hmm. And his his the little pads on his hand are different colors. And my son he has was just mixed like, beans. He does, and, and he's just like, look at his little beans. His little bean toes are different colors. And so we started, you know, being like, your little bean toes. Look at you and your little bean toes. And I was like, okay, you know what? Marco's not working. Nobody called him Marco. Everybody was calling him Bean Toes. And I was like, I'm fine with that. You know, like the name chooses the cat. But I was like, he's proper though. So his name is Mr. Bean Toes. All right. He's Mr. Bean Toes. He's a he's in a tuxedo. He is Mr. Bean Toes. He's Mr. now our, our five year old seventeen pound cat. He is a big boy. Oh, <laughs> and he squeaks when you pick him up. Like I have Aww. to pick him up with two arms. He's big. And he's just. And I'm like, hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> so and, and we have we have kittens. We have three kittens that are what? Are they six months old yet? Five five months. Uh, February. Okay. Oh wow. So they have their own personalities one of them is scared of things even though that's the one that's been babied more than all the other ones right little bear all black as soon as they were born we were going to give them you know because the 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 kitten wasn't supposed to get or the cat wasn't supposed to get pregnant it was and i thought that she was too young because she's so small so we hadn't we hadn't got her neutered because i was like she's still too small we have to wait next thing we know she's pregnant she's still tiny right she's just Mm -hmm. a small cat so um, you should have seen female, her at the fem- end of the pregnancy. Female cats can get like pregnant at like nine months of age, from what I've heard. Two months, like, Lisa. Two months. Oh, two months of age. Yeah. That's anyway. So, so that's insane. You, you should have seen her though, because oh, she's she's like a seven and a half pound cat. Like she is super super small, and then she had five kittens at the end of her pregnancy. She had like a bowling ball for a stomach like it was wide huge. Was long. so <laughs> so she had the kittens and we're like okay we're, we're gonna give them away you know we're gonna find friends and give them but then i saw the all black one and i'm like except that one that's bear we're keeping bear like i just knew instantly it was this black fuzzball of a kitten and i'm like that's bear and we're keeping bear 
we ended up keeping three of them. <laughs> um, panda, bear, and popcorn. And, and bear and popcorn. That's so, so cute. Bear is all black and is scared of things, even though, like, seriously, bear has been, like, must protect. You know, like, that's been the babies, just genetics. She's just scared of things. Um, popcorn is very much the, I know I might only be six months old, but I am grown. Don't, oh. you know, don't at me. I am grown. It walks around like she's grown and, and everything else. is She's adorable. It's, and then there's Panda. Panda is the troublemaker okay it's a good possibility that this cat has been banged up by three different cats <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that we knew who the dad was it, it yeah but, because the cats can do that like apparently cats can do that where like cats wait, can actually dads? yes yeah. so yeah i know that so cats so cats are freaking amazing so cats can actually get banged up by multiple different uh male cats and depending on how big of their litter, each cat can have their personality different from their mothers. Usually they get their personality from the male cat. So for the fact that they all have different personalities, mm -hmm. could be the fact that it's a mixture of personalities. But if the, the shy one, if Bear is the most shy one, that means that it's coming from a different male cat. So, the, well, that's the funny. Bear is just like the dad cat. Like, that's, they're, they're, yeah. both all, they're both all black and the dad cat is like skittish yeah has also been treated like a, a, a you know like your angel number one but it's skittish bear and the dad cat same personalities popcorn and fidget the mom cat same personalities panda whole one a whole one of her own right she loves everybody she she'll you know walk up and rub her head on you she, like she's my favorite she she kind of picked me she picks everybody but she picked me and i'll pick her up and she'll just like paint me like one of your French girls into my arms and just lay there, Aww. right? And then, like, clean my arm, you know, just lick in my arm, and I'll just sit and pet her, and then I'll go to set her down, and she'll look up at me like, why are you doing that? Like, I'm not moving. Just like, I'm staying right here, and I'll pick her back up, and be like, okay, cool. Um, yes, yeah, and that must have been a different cat. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been a different the, cat. The biggest sweetheart ever. But normally, I, I genuinely I would, think that they're going to rule the world, and so I'm normally trying to be really I would nice. agree with you, Maki. I would agree with you that it had to have been a different dad, except for that Fidget's never left the house since she got here. Oh. And the the one that you're seeing right now is the 17 pound boy. Is that Mr. Bean? That's Mr. Bean Toes. Hi, Mr. Mr. Bean Toes. He is he is a proper uh, young gentleman. Hefty, hefty kitty. Oh, his coat is so pretty. Yeah, he's yeah. really, really soft. He used to have a collar that had a, a bow tie, like a plaid bow tie. Like he was he's a proper young gentleman. He is proper. That's adorable. Yeah. Crawler's like no more pets. He's like no more after shrimp, no more for a while. I'm just like We didn't plan on any. We didn't we didn't plan on <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. Like I I'm not sure how I would respond after um after shrimp because yeah, I don't know. We gotta we gotta take her to the. We got we're we're just trying to double check about something because we feel like a little lump someplace and where her little fopa is, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a bit concerning. So we're trying to keep an eye on it. So oh, she's all right. 
Oh, she's all right. Because that's that's one thing. Like people that don't quite have animals, I've heard them be like, "Yeah, they're just animals." But once you start having something, someone, some animal around you all the time, when you build a bond and relationship, it's not just some animal that you can toss. Like it is, it becomes something you care very much about. And so yeah, I, I, hope, I hope everything's all right with fidget with, is my child. You know, yeah, that's how I feel about shrimp. Even though it took me a while to feel like she was my cat, like I'm I'm her human and mm-hmm. it's been a while for me to like adjust because I'm so used to like attaching to kittens and then mm-hmm. building a relationship instead of attaching to a grown cat. Um she she's my baby and nice. I love her so much. And I will protect her. I like I get super obsessive. She's been like the flea season. It's been crazy okay. lately and out here and the fleas now are a lot smaller and they've been tearing her up. She does oh. not do well with fleas. And like, I've been like, she's, well, I like, I just gave her a bath like a couple of days ago. Like she's, this is her third bath this summer and I don't like giving her baths that this often, mm-hmm. but um, I'm super protective over her. <laughs> hey, that, that's, they become, they become family. Like, Star and I, we, we decided, because I'm an old man, that we're not going to have kids. You know, like, I got kids. My youngest has just turned 16. The other ones are grown. She has. And so that was the, the compromise was, all right, we're going to get pets. You know, we're going to get mm-hmm. pets. So that's, you know, Fidget, that's the babies. And it, it's funny, like, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, like, I'll go into the bathroom. And Fidget, Fidget's the cat that if you close the door, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why that A. Right? A. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll hear, I know dad's in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, because that whole, you know, like that's how, that's that's the kids. You know, that's the kids. Or when the kittens were, <laughs> she's the mess with me. When the kittens were there, oh, look at grandpa and his kids. I'm like, no, I ain't old enough. Don't call me no grandpa. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> Come on, don't now. do that. I know Don't I ain't a young buck no more, but we ain't calling me grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that she's my baby. So I don't know. And my neighbor, he he, my neighbor, he's like fostering kittens, and like he has his new like tuxedo kitten. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to convince my partner of like, can we get a kitten? He's like, no. Like no. he's a strong no. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm just like, something's gonna happen. <laughs> like something, something's gonna happen where. The tables will turn. Something's gonna happen where he's gonna find or something like I, I I kid you not. I have a feeling that something's gonna happen where he's gonna run into a kitten mm-hmm. and he's gonna fall in love with it and he wants mm-hmm. it. He was gonna want it. He's gonna bring it home. And I'll be the one like, aren't you the one who said that you didn't want a kitten? <laughs> you gotta go into brat mode for just a minute. Hey, wait a minute, and then be like, "No, bring the kid home. Bring that kid home." <laughs> yeah, bring it, bring it home, bring it home. So, but we also got to be mindful of uh, shrimp because she's not used to other cats either. So that's also another concern. Oh, okay. gotcha. So, like, it's like it's the it's cats a lot. Can be finicky that way. They can be yeah. really finicky. They can either be super territorial or take a minute to adjust and then just adopt them. So yeah. it, it depends on the cat's personality. Yeah, shrimp is a. She was highly abused from our other cat, and they used to get in fights all the time. And we had our other friend bring her other cat over, and we had them in separate rooms. Shrimp Mm -hmm. smelled her, but she didn't trip, but her kitten did, which was really odd because apparently her kitten has been around other cats, and 
like she was like flipping out. So like I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It, and I don't know the whole cat world that deep, but maybe there's something about certain cats that other ones don't like, and it's just yeah. it's what it is. Like that. Cat I think it's be because nice, don't I like think them. it's because they're both girls. To be honest, because like because my friend had her kitten is a uh, Finx, uh hairless cat girl, and she's been around more boy cats. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time she's been around a girl cat, and I think that was like a territorial type of thing. Yeah, I can see um, that. So, that. yeah, but yeah, but art. Yeah, I was art. just, I was just, okay. No, I had a <laughs> just, uh, we're we're going to lose track of cats, like, talking <laughs> about cats this, all day. This is what I was saying, like, I, I love just having, like, that chill conversation, you know what I mean? Just hanging out, what what do you, where, wherever it goes, the ebb and flow of the conversation, it doesn't matter. But I did have a question, just because we were talking about cats. Yeah. And, and. You had said that you have some artwork that you want to work on that's a little bit more dark in nature, but then some of the stuff you work on has a little bit more cute factor to it now. Do you do art with cats? Like, Are there cats involved in your art and stuff that you draw? Has that ever been an inspiration? Yeah. Um, some of my emotes have cats. Shrimp. <laughs> shrimp has nice. been a lot of my, a lot of my inspiration. Um, a lot of... Uh, and I think I had a, got a commission for for an, another streamer uh, for uh, some cat emotes too. So there have been some cat inspiration emotes. And um, Amare, my mascot, is like a cat dragon onesie suit girl, okay. who's a mixture of things. And then the next character, Vinny, he's going to be a skunk. So I do have like animomorphic characters coming out. So. Sorry. It's, um, nope, you're good. That's, I think that's really, actually really neat. And I'm wondering, because you said that you have that animal, animal, I know the word. Okay. <laughs> I know, animal I struggle with this. The Worcestershire stuff, right? Yes, yes, yes. Anamorphic. Anamorphic. Uh-huh. You guys just showing off now. With the animation that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Does it? And, and and I don't know exactly, so that's why I'm, I'm no, asking. Okay. Um, with that, do you have more liberties in how you move things? Because it may be a semi-made up, like either part human or part cat or part dragon, to be able to move things how you want to, mm-hmm. compared to how it might, you know, more technically move. Uh, a mixture of both. I've tried to stick to tradition mm-hmm. of like 2D animation because I'm doing like traditional animation of drawing each frame instead of having um puppetry which a lot of animation is moving towards right now i mm-hmm. really don't like puppetry um i know eventually down the road that i'm gonna have to do it mm-hmm. but i prefer to do 2d animation because it feels more um fluid it feels more real um and it's more classic it's like it's traditional classic that's what i grew up around mm-hmm. And uh, with Amare, dealing with her, like, onesie dragon tail and her, like, hooded cat ears and stuff, all of it is movable. Sorry, that's my neighbors, if you hear that, my bad. Um, um, It's all movable. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So you have the the hoodie part that moves, you have the tail part that moves, Mm -hmm. the arms and the legs and the face and everything else. 
I'm trying to think if, do you have any projects finished that someone could see that you worked on with animation stuff? Uh, yes and no. So on my Ko-Fi, I do have some shorts. Uh, like I show some of the process of the, some of the scenes of Amare and I'm still piecing things together as I go along. Mm-hmm. Um, I should post up my, um, Mr. Seals. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Why didn't I think of that? I should oh, post up my yeah. Mr. Seals animation. I did a Mr. Seals animation when I was in college, and it was the first animation that I have ever completed in college. Okay. The only and, well, not only, but at the time, the only animation that I completed. Um, Good job. And it was, a, it was a whole, it was supposed to be a, like a whole process and a whole monologue. Um story that I wanted to actually stretch out that I've never got a chance to do and maybe down the road many years down the road I will actually get help into actually making this an actual short um into an actual story because I still have uh some of the and I still have the animatic and also like the premise and idea of how I want it um but yeah, that's, 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 I have that. And with this, what I'm trying to do with Amare is create an introduction of Amare. So people, when they come in, they will see Amare and people will be welcomed by her. Um, this is like a small introduction of who she is, her goofiness, her elatedness, because she is, um, going to be one of the emotions of grief okay wow so this is a whole thing that i'm trying to work on which i feel like i'm being sort of like limited to work on now this is going to be a long ongoing project each character that i'm creating is going to be an element of the grieving process either from grief from processing death processing like moving on from relationship moving on from Mm -hmm. The next stage of life, each emotion represents how to get processed, processed through that pain, and how Amare and others are going to help each other to help each other process through that pain. So Amare is the elated one, is the opt- super optimistic, happy one, and she needs help of expressing her anger, her frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinny is going to be um, the resentful one the 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 grumpy one that's very snarky and 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 his words will sting and he is learning how to be more gentle and less resentful (laughs) and i'm going to have other characters to like be more warmer versus being so rigid so like it's it's a work in progress that i'm trying to work towards i think that's amazing because it shows people the processes of grief and shows this is how you can grieve. These are the stages that you'll probably go through. Mm-hmm. But also, while you're in that stage, this is how you don't hurt yourself or other people while going through that stage. That's super, super in depth, first of all, and really powerful. If really I can, powerful. if I can accomplish it, that's 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 the whole point of like. I'm saying even when, if, if, when you accomplish it, not not when. if. Well, because I've seen, I've seen I've seen you do work. I've seen the dedication that you put into things. Like Thank you are not a half-assed person. 
Like, it, all the stuff that I've seen you do, you are not like, hey, you know, we'll see. But, like, you go for it. Even if you decide partway through, nope, I made the wrong choice, which is fine. Totally fine. If you get into a project, get halfway through and realize this is not what I want to do, and, and you move to the next thing, that's totally fine. But you definitely have shown time and time again that you're not a half-assed person. So that's why I say win over if, because if this is something that you're like, boom, you know, this is this is what I want to do, this is what can help me, this is what can help others, and you have that dedication, it's a matter of when you get each piece done, each success, each, you know, not even just the finish of the success, but like each time you get the finished thing and you move on to the next one to create these, doesn't matter if it's in, you know, six months or six years, like doing that and going boom. The the grieving process hasn't really changed much in the past couple thousand years. So I don't think that in the next six years, if it takes you that long, they're going to be like, oh, no, it's a new grieving process. These don't count. You know, it's still right. going to be something super beneficial that people will be able to, and, I mean, you or anybody else will be able to relate to, uh, yeah. be able to look at and go, I hadn't thought about that because maybe they don't want to hear it from a counselor. Maybe they don't want to hear it from their spouse. Maybe they don't want to hear it from their mother. They want, you know, they, they disappear into animation. They disappear into whatever. They'll see this and go, that's what I needed. You know, everybody thinks, oh, you got to go see it. And I'm a huge advocate for counseling, right? That That's, should have went to school, you know, for for these things. But not everybody goes, you know, it's like, oh, I want to go get counseling. Some people are like, I'm not ready to talk to somebody. And they'll and take some a look can't at afford it. facts. And and somebody will see this animation that you made and be like, fuck, this is what I needed. You, you know what I mean? Like, or, or a piece of it. Or it'll get them thinking or it'll trigger that, you know, whatever it does. It, it could be super, well, will be super powerful. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I at least dealing with the situation with Clip Studio Paint, I will have to find different ways of animating down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, we'll have to find different ways of animating. Um, but I still can create the character character designs for mm-hmm. the characters and the items and products that I the item design that I want to create, so I can use that for stream for stream avatars so people can actually play the characters while they're on stream with me and actually have them fight like the way that um as lee has his stuff set up i was Mm -hmm. very inspired by lee and how he has his stuff set up i want to do that for mari as well um and use the stuff that i use and apply it into that world eventually and create something and i I was hoping to have it somewhat done, which is probably super unrealistic, somewhat done by the end of this year, um, like to get to the gaming part of it. But I possibly have to give myself another two years to get everything completely done, at least halfway done. But um, with everything that's getting me all these blocks and stuff, I might have to put on a back burner or something but i definitely this is something that i'm really passionate about because i feel like people need it because we're all dealing with so much pain and so much darkness Mm -hmm. 
And I think having these characters, especially these cute little characters, express the same pain that we're all feeling and helping each other come together to 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 process it together will be very enlightening and uh, opening conversations up that we don't usually talk about or bring to light that, look, we need to have better um, mental health uh, services mm-hmm. of some sort. But or honestly, it hopefully it was support me into inspiring other people to join me join to build a team to help me get this out faster um down the road so who knows yeah Yeah. and and we talked about you know being in your own little bubble doesn't mean you know running away from everybody but it does mean getting to know people slowly but surely for that trust factor and everything Mm -hmm. else uh finding that team can be a little bit tough but right in my opinion, very, very important. I've said it before in the past couple of months, more than I've ever said it. If I didn't have the team that I have, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And right. I know that I'm, I'm just going up, you know, that that's, I have a goal, I have a plan, but I also know that if I was to try and do it alone, I would definitely plateau because there's only so much one person can do. Exactly. You can do a lot, you know, and that's not putting down how much you can do, but you can do a lot. Imagine five people. Right. You know? So it, it getting a team around you of people that are like-minded, people that have a mutual respect and trust is next level on a lot of the stuff that you're doing. <laughs> and it could be, excuse me, it could even be that, <coughs> wow, no dying. So it could be <laughs> that... <laughs> I just got to tell myself that. Sometimes. Yeah, no dying. Hey, no dying. No dying. No, di- okay. no dying. Not allowed. <laughs> it could even be that the animation that you're doing, as you're growing it, you start to build a team around you. It could be that some of them also have an animated passion, and you guys can start sharing tips and tricks. And we, I do want to touch this just very shortly because we were talking about it. The ten tips and tricks. So oh they may God. have they may have actual tips and tricks that will help with the animating and everything to be able to progress it along and work together right. as a team. Now that being said, which is wonderful and great, the one thing that we had talked about earlier that I just want to impress upon people that are listening, please, please don't say this to a streamer or an artist or somebody trying to grow. Hey. There's just 10 tips or tricks to get you to be better at what you're doing. Um, don't do not do or, that. Or just don't <laughs> ask us, what are some tips and tricks that you can share with us? It's like, there's none. There's there is only, any. There's, there's one tip, and it's not a trick. There's one tip that I tell everybody. Practice. 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 And when you're done practicing, practice some more. And then after that, practice again. And then practice what you just practiced until you practice it another time. That is the one tip that I give everybody. Go look at people that have done what you're looking so that you have an idea of where you're going. Do not compare yourself to a single one of them. And then practice. The thing also, like, basic, just patience. Mm -hmm. Tips I have for you is patience, tears. 
more patience, <laughs> more tears, yes. and references. They kind of all go together. References. <laughs> yes. References. Yes. References. <laughs> references. Like, I don't know. Wait, Maka, did you happen to mention references? References. Okay, like, people, yes. like, I just, look, we all try to sit here and, like, draw things from our minds. That's great. That's great. If you can, awesome. But a lot of us, we can't. Our brains are not great. They're perfect in so many different ways, but our memories are very faulty. We need to see things repetitively to remember them, remember them in detail. So mm -hmm. our muscle memories can remember them in detail. Mm -hmm. Why you think that? I'm not going to even go there. But basically, <laughs> brain went dark. Not going to even go there. Um, okay. So... Um, there's one thing that I just want to throw this in. There's a difference between because people are like a reference that's just copying somebody. One, your art will always be copying somebody. Okay? Art, art has already been done. Art has it's just been done. That's just how it is. You, you can't tell me for the past let's just directly say five thousand years that people have been drawing that someone's going to come up with the one thing nobody's ever drawn. It's mm -hmm. been done, and it's okay that it's been done. You haven't done it yet, so go ahead and do it. Yeah. Reference is not I'm copying this person. Even if you draw it just like they did, the, there's a difference between using a reference and tracing something like on the tracing paper, right? And, and I'm and analog, it, and so I go paper. And also, and it's digital. a difference between copying somebody and putting your signature and yeah. saying that it's your work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? I, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I used to do a comic book with a, a friend a long time ago. We had two drafting tables back to back. We would put on, it was when Green Day's Dookie album just came out. So we put on, like we had to, we couldn't get up. Until we listened to all three Green Day albums, right? That oh was our like, that was our time limit, right? And and he was the artist. He would draw everything in pencil. Amazing artist. I actually have some of his art tattooed on me. And then when he was done, he would slide it over the top, you know, to the my side of the table, and I would ink it, right? I was I was the inker, the the tracer, the inker. Uh, and what it did, I had a hard time drawing anything. I was just wasn't that great at art at that point. I never really practiced. So, you know, I wasn't that great at art. And so that's, you know, that's why, like, hey, I'll just ink everything. I'll shade it. I was good at coloring, excuse me, shading, all that other good stuff. I found after doing this for a while that I had a little notebook, you know, I was off doing something and I started sketching and it was decent. And at first I'm like, how in the hell, what the hell? Then I realized I'd been practicing and practicing. I didn't put my name on anything that he drew because I didn't draw it. You know, exactly. I put little you know, marks on it and things like that, but I didn't put my name on anything, you know, except for like a co, you know, we would put like co-author or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, like, because there was the artist and then the, I forget if it was illustrator, inker, like we would put my name under that because I did that, but not the art. Right. I didn't take credit for creating that, but when I started doing my own, and it was now decent because I had been tracing somebody else's, so the muscle memory of how to draw an arm in this this way, how to draw mm -hmm. a finger pointing this way, and it was all comic books, so it was, everything was exaggerated and misshapen, but it was really neat to be able to start creating my own. And so people, if you want a tip, go trace a hundred times your favorite artist or your favorite 10 artist's work 
do not put your name on it, just trace it as practice. And then on your own piece of paper without, you know, tracing over it, start drawing and see if you have changed. You may take on some of the techniques of the way the shoulder bends or moves, or if you're doing scenery, how the, the mountains look with the sunset or whatever it is, but you're now going to have your own, but there's nothing wrong with, with tracing for practice. There's nothing wrong practice for practicing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's no, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And it's nothing wrong to actually put that stuff in your portfolio too, to show like, these are my samples. These mm -hmm. are like, this is why you have um, samples of figure drawings. You have samples of hands, you have samples of certain body parts and stuff like that. Uh, uh, samples of uh, keys of things that you've been working on. So you can actually showcase your process. Mm -hmm. People love seeing processes. Absolutely. Here, like that's why I live stream. People love seeing the process. Even doesn't matter how long it takes. People love seeing the process of where things started because mm -hmm. seeing these fast paced videos misconstrues the, mm. the mind and how long a piece really takes. It takes mm -hmm. hours to complete a project. It takes <laughs> hours. And seeing these spe spe Sveta videos, we only do it because everybody's attention span is so fucking short. <laughs> I cannot pay attention for more than 10 minutes. Make the video. Which is a lie. Yeah. Because we still have people who are watching people for hours on end on, on stream and like lurking and like just having people in the background. Like people can pay attention. It's the fact that they choose not to. If so, you've got, uh, 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 Avengers of in, uh, Infinity Wars, you can pay attention to someone. Oh. If you've gone to see a three hour movie, Oh you my can god. Pay attention to somebody drawing something. Look, like, if you could sit down and watch a 3-hour movie of uh uh Lord of the Rings, you you can do it. Cuz it's pretty slow paced for a lot of it. I loved it personally. It was but, beautiful, but man, it was it was it was it was I don't put you to sleep. I have, I have a buddy that's that's like I can't watch the movie, it makes me fall asleep and I put it on that's, just to fall asleep. Dude, that's how I feel with um Watchmen. I literally fall asleep at the exact same point <laughs> i i watched it three times and i literally fall asleep at the exact same spot every single time i'm just like what is up with this movie <laughs> that's with me and aquaman i've still oh, never finished aquaman i Dude, don't I know love how aquaman. aquaman ends i don't know how because every single i tried putting it on at four o'clock in the afternoon and ended up taking a nap i don't nap i'm not a nappy person right like oh my i God. don't nap. i think i've napped Besides watching Aquaman, I think I've napped maybe twice in the past three years. Like, I'm not a big take nap person, but I put it on. I, I was like, all the time. <laughs> I put that movie on at night, fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, it must have been because I was tired. I put the movie on the next time I watched it, like eight o'clock at night, fell asleep. I'm like, wow, I must have been really tired. I'm going to try it at four o'clock in the afternoon and fell asleep. I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming I know how it ends because it's a you know, superhero movie. I get mm -hmm. it how both of them end. Uh, but I've, I've never visually seen the ending of that movie. So I know what you mean. When yeah. Watchmen, Watchmen gets me all out. the time. I've, I've been sitting there. I was like, I could do this. Come on. <laughs> come on. I could do this. And I'm just like, and it's just like, uh, uh, I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> just like, As I'm done. Espresso beans. I must. <sighs> I can't. I don't. I, till this day, I don't know how Watchmen ends. I really don't. Um, like, that's hilarious. dude, that's why <laughs> slow-paced movies, man. Slow-paced movies. 
gets me all the time. But like, it's just, it's just, it's just very interesting to see how people structure with art. And uh, I always look at other people and say, man, how do you understand this? And it just takes time. Mm-hmm. And watching people, like how I learn is by watching people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just watch people over and over and over. And then one day it just pops in my head and I may be able to get it. It's like, holy crap, I did it. Oh my God, I did it. Mm-hmm. It did it. It came. But then it's like, is this something that I've actually talked to uh, cutting studios about? Because it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, the canvas paralysis type of thing when you look at a white canvas, but it's also this notion of once you completed artwork, this is also a feeling of dissatisfaction. Okay. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about it. Like it's, it's, I, I guess it's an ADHD thing where it's like you spend so long on a project where you start getting irritated by it. And it's just like, oh, I just want to get done. I'm over it. I'm freaking over this project. I just want to get it done. And then when you're done, you just like, I'm finally done. I don't want to even fucking want to look at it. Even though it's it good. Be a, it could be a masterpiece. Yes. But you're just so be, annoyed. You're just so annoyed by it that you don't want to even want to look at it. And it's just like, you just want to just hide it away. And then when you look at it, it's either one is going to trigger all those emotions back Two mm-hmm. is like, you know what? This was actually a good piece, but it takes a long time for you to look back at that piece and be proud of it. And then there's pieces where you are just completely dissatisfied because it just looks like crap. You see all the flaws in it. You mm-hmm. see everything that's wrong in it because that means that you have grown as an artist. See that, that is my and I, the last sentence, just like you, just fucked with my head for a minute. The, no, seriously, like I, I, I was hearing what you were saying, and I was like, oh yeah, that's me. And then you said that last sentence, and I'm like, the, why are you gonna add a, a nice compliment at the end? You know what I mean? Like, what, what the fuck was that? Because that's most of my artwork. I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I fucked up so much. I did better on this one, but I fucked up so much. Like I would say, and I've just started recently doing this but only about 20 30 percent of the stuff that i draw do i actually like at the end in a complete setting mm. like I'll, i can pick out little things and go okay i like this little thing this little thing i'll try this on a new piece but there's only about 20 25 percent we'll say of my art that i can look at and go i like that one mm. most of it i'm like eh, it's kind of shit it's kind of shit but <laughs> you know we'll, we'll get better and that's my mindset is we'll get better you know, right. but it's, it's, you know, I'm just like, I wouldn't show this to people because this is, this is shit. And I forced myself to. That's if you yeah, look at my because, Instagram, if because, you look at my Instagram, you see my art because I forced myself to do it. Because even though you or see this shit. Yeah, there we go. There <laughs> because even though you see this shit, other people don't because where you're at, they're not. Because right. this is. A, and I this hear what you're a, saying. Yeah, like this is the thing. We can't not forget where we started. Right. And we sometimes, can't, that's they, a, sometimes they do. Yeah, you cannot forget where you started when you first started. Like when I start seeing people who are like new to art, they beat their stuff up so bad. Like they're so self-critical. They have all the insights. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. They compare themselves. They do all this stuff. And it's like, I know exactly what you're going through and what will happen 
<clears throat> what usually what helps is references. Yes. References. I agree with that. References will help with that anxiety and also getting different tools, depending on what type of materials you have, different tools will help, but mostly references will help so much. References will help get rid of that weird anxiety like this doesn't look good. Because we're trying, our brains are trying to compare it to real life when we need to look at it mm -hmm. like this is me just growing as an artist. And you don't see mm -hmm. the improvement that you have until you take a step back or take a break. It's okay to take breaks oh, yeah, um, and take little hiatuses and then come back and see how much you, like, like grown. I've taken, mm -hmm. like, weeks or, like, a month off and then, like, my art style completely changes or, like, it's improved and I'm just like, whoa, what the hell happened? You get like revitalized to, to go, oh yeah, this is why I had the passion for it in the first place. Exactly. And then you put more effort into it. I actually keep the first three or four because I've only been drawing about it's been about five years, four or five years now. Uh, I I just started a couple of years ago and and I keep one of the first canvases I did in the first six months. And it's I look at it and I'm like Oh, that's where I started. You know, it's that that thing. I keep it. It's on my wall right here. And the reason why I kept it is I will sit and beat myself up on a piece. I will finish it and be like, yeah, I'm junk. Like, have I not learned anything in the past, you know, four I stopped doing years? that. And then I, I look over yeah. at it and I go, I'm getting really good. This feels great. Like, that's my reminder when I mm -hmm. start beating myself up to go, shut up like look at the difference of where you started and where you are now it might not be that you were and i don't ever try to be the greatest graffiti artist that ever was because art is subjective so you're in my opinion you're never going to find the greatest right no. there's it's subjective it, i the person that i see is the greatest someone could see is garbage and the person mm -hmm. you know what I mean? it's it's all over the place so what i'm doing now and the reason why i kept that one and and I if this works for people, do it. If it doesn't, don't. But keep something from wh what you're doing right now. Even if right. you're like, oh, this is horrible, this is stupid. It's okay. Just keep at least one. Right. And in a year, reflect back on it. In two years, reflect back on it and see, hey, I might feel stagnant right now, but I have very obviously grown. Very it's, obviously grown. Like something that I want to talk about is like I, I have people that's in my Discord, my like followers, my community mm -hmm. that are in my Discord and I've seen where they have started from like stick figures to like unproportional like characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And by me just giving them little tips of like, okay, maybe change this a little bit or like look at this, look at different references, look at this or look at that. I've seen them grow. That's beautiful. And I've just like, it blows me away. It just, just like, holy shit, they're growing. And they don't like, some of them see it. Some of them mm -hmm. see it. Some of them don't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just phenomenal to see growth. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why like our teachers love being our teachers to see their students grow. But well, like. I thought about that, but yeah. It's just, it's the growth. It's like seeing the amazingness. And I feel like. I, I don't know what happened with me, but once I was able to complete, even like when I say like it took me about a year to complete my last digital painting, once I completed it, mm -hmm. I felt like I hit a benchmark in my skill set 
where okay. I hit a benchmark in my skill set where I can never beat myself up again. There you go. Like I that, 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 that negative, that, that negative thought is like, oh, you're shit and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not shit. I just don't know how to do something yet. If I don't know how to do something, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to use all the references and research and how to make it better. Granted, I will beat myself in the midst of it and like if something's not working and I will go through like a whole scientific deconstruction while I'm in it and like get frustrated. But mm-hmm. I will figure this out and how to make this work. Um, however, my issue now is feeling like my work is not valued. I understand that. My the the amount of time I put into my work is not valued enough. That's where I'm at, and I'm trying to get past that. And I don't know what can help me resolve that within myself yet. And I feel like I'm still going within that journey. And I go back, I wave back and forth of confidence and insecurity all the time within that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the insecurity of oh, look at my work, look how shit it is. I, I, I'm proud to look at my work. I've missed that I lost a lot of, like, uh, a lot of my artwork is gone mm-hmm. of where I started when I was younger to where I am now to see the, the progress, to see the lapses, to see mm-hmm. the ebbs and flows of my art style. But I can remember them in my head. I can still remember them and see where I started, and I still have books from college where to see where I was and I look at them and when I look at my art I don't look at my proportions sometimes I do I look at like on a on a uh, like objective on the artistic objective side like the, the teacher side like mm-hmm. the proportions the the shading and all this stuff at that point I do but also look back with compassion and also think about what I was going through that time right like, I remember, like, all the things that I drew out, even the shitty sketches, I remember everything. It triggers memories for me. That's really powerful. That's and, amazing. And a lot of people need to take that in when they look at their artwork. It's like, are you frustrated in what your art was back then? Or are you not facing the fact that you were going through some hard shit at that time or really great memories at that time? Mm-hmm. Things that you forgot about during at that time. And like I look at some of my sketches and artwork and I remember a lot of stuff that had me happened during my college years. And the moments. And that's why I like to date things because it's the snippets of time that I've recorded that I didn't take pictures of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it allows me to really process and sit with and take in at least I spend that time doing that to collapse the feelings that I had in that moment in that time and I think that when artists are going through their art books maybe look at it in a different different perspective and look at it with more compassion than shame and and judgment all the time and judging it by the book or by its cover and really dig dig deep of remembering who you were at that time 
what kind of person you was at that time because you was not the exact same person you was then where you are now. Right. See, that's so much bigger than the surface look at art, the surface look at an artist walking through a museum and looking at beautiful artwork, right? Going into the depth of where was that artist when they made this? What was going on in that artist's life? Like, you know what you were going through with your art. And I wonder when you said, like, you know, not feeling valued, right? Like, you don't feel that your art's valued. <clears throat> the, the first thing that popped into my head was, like, looking from an external or, like, is it something that you personally like do you value what you're doing or is it something 100 percent, or would it be okay. doing it like i yeah, value like if i could pay for my own stuff mm-hmm. i would <laughs> right <laughs> right which would just be you paying your so. right like i will buy my own stuff if i had the money and if if that's the case now like i see this i see, this is why i this is why I, this is this is who I am in my head. Mm-hmm. If psychology standpoint, mm-hmm. if I attract the type of people in my community that are like me, right? Mm-hmm. They're a reflection of myself. Mm-hmm. And in all aspects, right? In all aspects, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Then I'm also attracting people who are also struggling with money. And if I expect them to buy my artwork, even though they want to, but they can't afford to, who am I to say, you need to sit here and scrangle up every single dime piece and every penny to buy my artwork? Who am I to say that if I don't do it for myself? You know, it's it's saying it that way is something that's very interesting that I've had to, and it took me, it was really hard to do for me, really hard to do, is um, with streaming. Right. The people that I've rated for the longest time were people that had one, two, three viewers, five viewers, 12 viewers, um, you know, 20 viewers max. People that had a, a lower number than I did, because I know I remember when I got the first time I got rated with somebody that had, you know, with, with 50 some people. I had six people. I got rated with 50 some. I lost my shit. It was amazing. It felt great. It was wonderful. Right. So that feeling has stuck with me for the past two years. And so when I, I pull up, who are we going to raid? And I see someone's got eight people. And I'm like, I'm going to bring my 30, 40, 50, 60 people over there because I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody pointed out, if you're looking to grow and grow and grow, yet you're surrounding yourself with people that haven't grown, then you're going to stay in that same realm. And there's right. nothing wrong with there's the I there's nothing wrong with people that are working their way up. It's not that you ignore them, but I had to start and it was really hard for me to raid somebody that already had 150 people in their stream. Cause I'm like, you already have 150. You don't need my 50. You know, like that's, you know, I want to give it to somebody else. But at the same time, you you are kind of what you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. You become and you attract what you surround yourself with. Right. And what's funny is that 
I, it, it's just been within like the past two months that I started rating people with a higher number than I am. And, and it wasn't, honestly, it, it wasn't a pride thing. It wasn't it was because that feeling, I'd love that feeling, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody else does. I could have been rating people that didn't give a shit that I was there, but because I love that feeling, I was giving it. But within the past like two months, I started rating people that had 100, 200, 400 people, you know, where I was a much, much smaller streamer. What's crazy is that they're just regular people like you and me as well. It isn't like there's some great glorious, you know, like, oh, they're a god on Twitch. They're just regular people. And what it's done is now that I'm surrounding myself with people that, you know, have achieved certain things, I've noticed that my growth has sprung forward pretty, pretty damn far. And, um, I mean, this podcast, this podcast was suggested because people are like, Hey, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so this, you know, like do this. Right. And, and I was just like, Hey, you know, I'll give it a try. We're, we're, uh, by the end of this month, we will have talked to, I think like 35 people, you know, in the past two months, That's I mean, dope. Two months you know what I mean? Like, it just is like, Phew! and, and just what you're saying, like, you know, the value of your art, if you have people that are, you know, you attract people just like you and you struggle with money, you can't expect them to go, hey, don't eat this month, right? right. <laughs> you know, take, you take your food money and buy my shit. Um, so, you know, expanding who you mm-hmm. have around you isn't, it isn't that, oh, well, I'm no longer going to be around these people. Like, I still raid people half the time that have a lower view count than I do. But then I had to tell myself, half the time you need to raid people that have a higher one or yep. the same. You know, yep. just, you have to grow or you're going to stay right there. Exactly. And if that's, you stay stagnant, you're going to, you're, you're going to. And that's something that I forgot about, actually. Yeah. And that you just helped me remind remind me of that as well because I I guess subconsciously I've been rating people who I like mm-hmm. because of their vibe. There you go. Which I, I, I totally get that. Because I realize I've been rating because while you're saying that, I was like, who have I been rating least recently? And I've been rating people for their vibe because I've been wanting to lead people to great artists. Great, like not, I don't care about the numbers at this point because I have accepted that I'm just going to grow slow. Okay. At this point, I've accepted that I'm going to grow slow, but I did not account what that meant in full. Okay. That's, that's, that's where I fucked up (laughs) because if you're going like, that's, that's, that's the weird thing about life, man. Like we're we're talking about some really deep stuff. Like when you take action, every action has a reaction, and every action that you take will have a a ripple effect and how things come back at you. Mm-hmm. And even though I am rating out to people that I like and like their vibe, there's no telling how their community community is going to respond back to me. There's mm-hmm. no telling. Um, if their community, some of their community is already following me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm already like rating into an echo chamber. Yes. So yeah, yes. for me to expand out and bring more people into the community, I need to basically rate out into a bigger pool of people that I don't know. And I think it's because I haven't doing that because I want to expose my community to people that, I like their art and I like their vibe 
to show people like there's other people out here on the exact same level. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think, because I, I do my best to listen to my community too and what, what they do? need and what yeah. they need more of. Because what I've been hearing for like on a subconscious level, I think, is that everybody's feeling like they're lonely and they can't seem to find more people like them or find healing vibes or chill vibes on stream. Everybody's super chaotic. And I feel like, cause I feel, and it's, it's also this thing where I felt this too, where for you to be well known, you have to be chaotic. Right. Yeah. For you to hit thousands of views, to hit hundreds of views, you have to be chaotic. And that's not always true. No, I. it's funny you say that. I felt the same way because there's a number of artists and people that I follow that are, and they have a large following. And right. so I'm like, oh, okay, I got to do this. You, you've been in my stream. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a little wacky. Sometimes I'm a little quiet. It's just, it, to me, I go by what I feel. I mm-hmm. tried for a very, very very short period of time to be i'm already extra but i was trying to be a little bit more extra it was mm-hmm. obnoxiously annoying it, it annoyed mm-hmm. me i can only imagine people that were watching how much it annoyed them and while yes yeah, some people are attracted to that some people love chaos yeah there are a ton of people that refuse to go to that chaos that are looking I'm one of them. for the opposite yeah just chill and, and i know that there's a bunch of people that like who i am and support who i am but again i do get a little extra that because that's that's part of me i i, I get loud sometimes not like yelling loud but loud and jokey and mm-hmm. they just off the wall shit because it makes me laugh right and i understand that I, sometimes i'm a little bit too much for people when i've had people even say i love you i'm going to support you but it's just a little bit much for me today Right. Cool. Like, like it's, I'm not going to stop okay. and change. But... Like for me, like I get a little bit chaotic. We have chaotic moments, but then we just chill out for the rest of the stream. Yeah, it, like I, we're, we go ahead. Look, with Podge, I live with the guy I have for the last four years and he still drives me crazy with how chaotic he can be. Like, I think there's a difference. I leave though, the stream. The, the chaotic and like the obnoxious because some people are like wild and all over the place just right freaky and to me like there's there's levels so right <laughs> there's some people are looking for ultimate chaos some people are looking for negative chaos some people are somewhere in between right you're gonna find your niche this is what i see like with art and this is what i tell it just made me think about it and the same with being a streamer do your art because somebody's looking for it Mm-hmm. your art not that you're copying somebody else somebody's looking for your brand of art as a streamer just do you somebody's yeah. looking for that you never know who it is it, it right. could be 12 people it could be twelve thousand. you don't know never but know. just do you just that's the the in my opinion the best way every time i've tried to do something that i'm not it it hasn't worked out it hasn't worked out. And the one thing that I will say, and this is one thing I, I wanted to say, um, you know, with branching out to rating different people or going different places, is it can positively and negatively um, affect your your numbers. And the only reason why I bring up numbers is because 
it's it's a thing. You know, if you want to mm -hmm. make this a job, the numbers is a thing. It's yeah. not the main focus, but it is a thing. Anybody that that is doing this as like a career that goes, I don't pay attention to numbers. You may ignore them, but you pay attention to them, if that yep. makes sense. Like you ignore them while it's happening, but I bet you you've looked at your stats and everything to see where you are and how you're growing. I think it's wise to. I think it's wise to see if over the past six months you've gone up 13% or down 8%. Like it's wise to go and look and go, okay, cool. Not, it's is it my personality, but is it the times that I'm streaming? Is it the duration? Is it, you know, mm -hmm. you, you got to calculate things, right? Yeah. That's why I shortened down my time. It's like, I've been looking at different like systems and stuff like that. What's the best time. And, and like, mm -hmm. I've been advised to like short it down to four hours and that's what I've been doing. And it's been helping me with my mental health. I've had more energy. I'm not as grumpy. And I did the exact same thing. <laughs> like I, I just like, just cut down to four hours. Yep. Um, I cut down how many days of the days I stream in specific days. I have to be mindful mm -hmm. of my partner in, in his time. Mm -hmm. And then there is um, days when I'm really not feeling good, I don't stream. But if I'm feeling down and I want to be with my community, my community always helps me feel better. Like if I'm going to always hold space for them, I do ex expect them to hold space for me in return. Like, yeah, that's, period. Like, that's that's how it is. Like, it's a mutual it, relationship. Yes. It's not, this isn't a, I'm a celebrity, you're a fan situation. That's no. not the way that this works. <laughs> this it's, is a, yeah. we're a community. <laughs> we help each other. It's, we lift each other it's up. It's not a dance monkey dance situation. This is exactly. a, you're my family, and I expect you to do the same that I would do for you. Exactly. It, it actually took me a long time to accept that as a streamer um it's still i still struggle with it and and this is you know i have <laughs> i'll be i'll be out a day right because i'm just either feeling like shit either sick or i just feel down and I'll, I'll take a day off it still trips me out when i'll get 10 15 dms going hey are you okay yeah i'm just not feeling it today you know don't worry we'll be there for you tomorrow and i'm just like really like really, you know, it's still it's still, you know, boggles my head because what I grew up with, and this is where it comes, the psychology of stuff comes in. What I grew up with is if I'm not doing something for you, you won't do something for me. Right. You know what I mean? And so if I don't do something, you're definitely not doing something for me because nobody gives me anything for free. Right? right. That's that's what I grew up with. This community of these communities are like, yeah, we give you stuff. <laughs> you know, like like we what we talked about, about with we like love you not just um, physical things but like emotional and supportive and you know like they they may be broke as can be and can't give you something physically but they can give you a nice word a kind compliment a person to hang out with a companion just showing up saying hi you yeah know, just showing that. up like it was times where like i would just be sad when no one's just in chat to talk to you like I just like I just like fuck man, what am I doing wrong that no one's here? Like it, it it got to that point. It's like when I hit that point of like I didn't care about the numbers anymore to the point where I start caring about like yo, like is anyone here that I can just talk to while I do mm -hmm. this? Like it's one it's like I get it. We need to talk to the stream constantly, but it's nice to have at least one person to yeah. talk to. Yeah. Like just have somebody to have a back and forth conversation with, like it's it's so it just feels like you're not alone mm 
-hmm. And I don't think people realize how important that is. Even when we have the starting screen up and just having one person say hi when we have the starting screen up or like a couple people just hype up the chat before yeah. we even like show up on on the screen you guys don't know how important that really is oh man and like it it hits different like when we don't see that it may like sometimes when i don't see that it just brings me down a little bit it's like okay no one's here yet and like it makes me obsessively look it's like who's here like i had to look into like the 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 viewing list just to see mm -hmm. who's here to just give me comfort like i'm not doing this shit for nothing because I'm not getting paid for this. I'm doing this on my own free time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't get paid on the hour. You know, like, I'm doing this because I want to do it, but also want to be able to be be of community, you know? Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, Twitch is really fuck, fucked up with, like, sending out notifications. So I send out notifications everywhere that I possibly can. But when no one's there to hype up the chat beforehand, it's just like, well... All right, cool. I gotta hype things up. I gotta do all this work, and it's just like one day. And I, I just, I just hope like one day I will have at least like three top, three top to five people just hype up the chat before I even show up, and it just makes my day. Like okay, that's one, just one thing I will say. <laughs> no, this is what I'll say. One speaking things into existence, I believe wholeheartedly. Uh, like, yeah, it changes your mindset on how you do things. But two speaking them like what you just did right now i'm hoping that those people listen to what you just said because they may not have realized that something you may have said it they may know but they may not have realized that that's what you're looking for right so now yeah. that you verbally said this stuff out loud and i'm not saying it's going to happen but it's a possibility that someone's going to hear this and go oh fuck that's all she needed boom got you you know what i mean like yeah they might not have known that's what <clears throat> it is that that you know, like my, my chat's been doing this thing. It just started recently, and it it it's a little thing that I never mentioned, and I realized why didn't I mention this? But it's something that I've always like. If somebody does this, I'm gonna feel like I've I've like I've succeeded. Like I I've, I've fucking done it right. And it's the very simple thing. I saw it in, um, I think the first time I saw it in YouTube. It's when somebody huge would post their YouTube video, and in the comment section, you had the person that was like first. Right, they oh. were the first fucking one. They were like first, because you knew that person was waiting for it to come out. You were important for that shit to. It started happening the past couple weeks that I'll turn on my stream, and what I do is I don't look at first. I don't like I hit live, and I'm like, make yourself busy because I still have that. Like no one's gonna be here, right? And yeah. I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. No one's gonna be here. It's cool. I'm just gonna draw the right. Here, but like, like it's nice to have someone oh, there. Yeah, it's nice. But I've started looking up, and I'll see first, and I'm like, oh, I fucking win. Like it, it, it like it's a very simple thing of that. Like like those them, small a, wins. It, it might be a joke or it might be a you know whatever. But to me, I'm like, no, you were fucking worried enough that you wanted to be first in my chat. You know what I'm saying? In my in on my stream, you. I feel honored. Concerned like, enough, you know? Right? Yeah. Like I'm I feel down. honored. Yeah. Like I feel honored that you wanted to see me. Yeah. Like, oh it's that, yes. like, I'm not just a back thought to you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I, I put a lot of work. I've set up things. I make sure things, I've <laughs> yeah. add more features so y'all could be more engaged and shit like that. 
and stuff yeah. like that. And like, I just want you guys to use things so you guys can feel more engaged. You know, like it's, I've put so much work. I've cried so many tears to my partner about like wanting to do more for my community. And it feels like I'm never doing enough. And now I'm at a point where it's just like, I'm doing so much to a point where it's like, I just want just a little back. But I feel like, I feel well, like now, I feel like now, like just by them just being there mm-hmm. helps me a lot. Just by them showing up every time, even if like I don't average at high numbers, I'm still like compared compared to a lot of my other streamer friends. A lot of people hit like 21 views to like 35, 60 views and stuff, and they all do different things. They mm-hmm. all do different things. Right. They don't do the exact same thing I do. I'm still the lowest view count compared to my friends. And a part of me always kept wrecking my brain. What am I doing wrong? Like this whole comparison is like, what am I doing wrong where I'm not getting enough views? And you know what? One of them is my time. My I mean, time I, slot. I get that, but I, I'm like, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, it's hard not to do what you're doing, but you, you can And I'm speaking from experience. I compared myself to people like Buttery Smooth, right? Mm. He's only got 60 to 80 people in there. I compared myself to uh, other streamers that I know that sit in between 90 and 130. And I'm like, what's different with their personality? What's different than their engagement? What am I doing wrong? Why can't I be? Some of them, I would go in there and be like, why the fuck are people here? This dude's ignoring most of the chat anyway. And it you can't do that. Like, yeah. you you. you can't because people are going to look at what they want to look at there's going to be something it could be the color the way the light reflects off a surface in the back of their office you know what i mean something. it could be anything you can't you that's like the in my opinion and this is my opinion i'm not god on this all thing but this is my opinion is that is one of the things that will beat up a streamer more than anything is comparing yourself to anybody else because i did it for a while and i beat the shit out of myself and i tried all these neat things and these gimmicks and maybe if i have this and i have this and i used to have games on my thing and i used to have you know so they'd engage and they'd engage and they'd engage i've turned off almost all of the things the redemptions that used to clog up most of my stream because that wasn't me and i was trying mm-hmm. to be like this other streamer that did a ton of them and people loved it right, right. Like, i was like that's that's not me at all and i noticed once i just started being me and going eh, fuck it i'll just do whatever i want whenever i want however i want yep is when i i went the first two years of my streaming 220 followers I averaged three people, five people a stream. Like it just was. It just that's just how it was. It's and I was trying to be like everybody else, you know. Not not as you know, it's like, okay, I gotta have this in my background and I gotta have this overlay and I gotta have this alert and I gotta now I just I have a thing where people can get me to flirt with them the way Potch flirts and it's obnoxious and it's uncomfortable and it's weird and it's it's freaking hilarious to me right like I mm-hmm. do it to make me laugh. Um, other people tend to you know giggle about it as well, but you know I throw in some Barry White and and just go for it and it's it's really cheesy. I've not seen anybody else do it. I did it because I'm like, what would I do? You right. know what I mean? What weird shit would I do? Let's just be me. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll have, you know, 15 people in my stream. 
I looked the other day, there was 60. And I'm like, where the fuck did you guys come from? And then the next day I had 19. You know, and I'm like. It just ebbs and flows. You know, it, it just yeah, literally and, ebbs and flows. You and never as soon know. As I started rating larger and larger and larger. I was introducing people to other streamers that are great. My numbers went down drastically. And at first I was like, I got to stop doing that. I'm losing people. And I'm like, who the fuck are you controlling? You're like not controlling how, where these people go. And let you them, know, let I've heard, I heard, heard, I've heard people complain about that too, like how they don't want to raid other people or support other people because they're holding out. Like I, I used to like follow like certain artist streams, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why did not raiding out? And like I used to reach out to them and try to get input. Like it's a specific streamer. I'm not gonna name names, yeah, but yeah. It's a specific streamer. And I was I looked up to him, and he had like a complete understanding with trying to ask some questions about very heavy topics about what's going on and what's his thoughts. And he never replied back, but yet he still follows me. He still like looks at my stuff, and mm. like I just stopped following him because one, I found it very odd that the fact that he still followed me, but also he never rated out. Like he it's, never rated out it's at all. That maybe maybe it's that insecurity because like I said, I questioned myself. Like maybe maybe I shouldn't rate them. And I'm I'm a stubborn person. I'm a stubborn fucking person. As soon as I had the thought of maybe I shouldn't rate to them because I'm losing people, like I looked at myself, it was just like Stop being so fucking pompous, dude. Now you're going to raid out to those people twice as much because you would right. pop that shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. I do that internally where I'm just like, you're not going to be that person. You are not going to fucking be that person. And I'm going to show you by you doing it twice as much. And the funny thing is, is it is the ebb and flow of Twitch. It mm-hmm. we're, And I always say it, we're digital buskers. You know, the people that play music on the street, you throw money in their guitar case. You That's what we are. You don't yep. know who's walking back and forth on the street. It could be a busy day. It could be a slow day. You have no idea. So I found that since I started doing that, I watched my numbers drop, and I was like, ah. And then I stopped and was like, stop being a little bitch and keep doing it. So I did. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of rough on myself sometimes, but it works. Like, I don't it, – it gets the message through to my head, and I go, no, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And so I kept doing it and literally just watched the, the thing do this. And mm-hmm. I was like – it just, I don't, it just it just so happened to be at a moment when it was a coincidence more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So what I was beating myself up over was literally a coincidence that would have happened had I not done that. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it would have happened anyway. So instead of gauging how well you're doing by the numbers, of course we look so we know what to improve on. Or like you said, the time slot or how many hours you stream a day or whatever it is. There is a technique to it. Mm-hmm. But you can't gauge what kind of person you are right. and how well you do you by those numbers. Right. You know, like you, I, you I know can... it's like, I know it's a mix of my time slot because how I show up in the morning is completely how different hours. I'm more chaotic at night. Just okay. I'm more chaotic at night. Just pure point blank. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm more let loose and more relaxed at night because I don't give a hell. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But in the mornings, it's like I'm more focused and I'm trying to get stuff done okay. and I'm more chill. And I know that when it comes to people on the West Coast, I don't attract a lot of demographics. I'm okay. queer. I'm black. I don't attract a lot of people from other countries because I don't I don't have that much experience in other countries. So I already know that I don't attract those people a lot. It's like I'm a very niche person. 
on top of it, when it comes to late night streamings, it's only rant. Like I know I would do better if I streamed later. That's okay. just, I knew, but just dealing with my schedule with my partner, it conflicts a lot, but I just take my time and just grow slowly because I'm almost to a thousand followers, which is Congratulations, great. Congratulations, by the way. That's, that's huge. That's huge. It is. Almost yeah. there. I'm almost there. And it's, it's just very, very eye-opening. And I'm starting to do things that I consider fun. And like, I have, like, this new feature where I have, like, dance party. Like, we do a dance break and nice. stuff. Nice. And, like, do all these little things. And I find it cute and funny because it's something that I want to do. And want to participate go. with my community. And I'm definitely reconsidering. Since a lot of people don't use, like, the redemptions anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they used to, I'm probably going to get rid of a lot of my redemption Egyptian sounds because yeah. a lot of people don't really use them. They only use key ones, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to go focus on the ones that they really use. But um, that's re- that's intelligent. That's good business, though. And that's yeah. what I'll say when it comes to that part. Looking at the redemptions people use and the ones they don't, get rid of the ones they don't. Keep the ones that they do. If you um, Twitch will show you which emotes get used the most. Right. So if you see which ones you use the most, which ones don't, whenever you feel like, hey, I feel like switching out emotes, now you know which ones, you know, yeah. you know what people like, you know what people don't, so you're not taking away the, the major ones that people like. Um, all kinds of things like where people can do bits to make sounds or animations happen. You never know which ones are going to work. I now I have a list of, I think, like 15 of them, like six of them get used. So I'm like, cool, I can get rid of these. Because right. They they do nothing, and I'm going to add in something different to see if that works. If it doesn't, get rid it's of those. Always, it's always it's always trial and error to see oh, what yeah. works, to see what cycles and stuff. And it's like that's that's like with Twitch is such an interesting like mechanism because we're learning so many different skills mm-hmm. that we can a resume. But is like the thing is, will work value that? Like even like that's that's the question that I have. It's like I've been doing this for two years. Well, like if I put this on a resume, it will work. Would they value that? I think it depends on how you put it. Because um, being a um, uh, what's the uh, uh, why did my brain just stop? <laughs> being a artist where you're like uh, commissioned, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're a, there's a term for it, but freelancer. It's, Oh my gosh, my brain. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Um, Being a freelance artist is something that you can put on your resume. And, you know, doing that, because some people now, especially with, especially with, with COVID happening, a lot of people win freelance and homework and everything else is putting that on there. Everything that you do, whether it's a redemption because I have a thing where if people save up 100,000 points, they can get a custom piece by me. That's a commission thing. They may not have given me green cash, but they sat their asses in my stream for mm-hmm. long enough to save up 100000 which helped me out in other ways. Right. That's a commission piece. So you now have freelance, or if people actually do pay you green money for your artwork or whatever it is, um, that you put that you're a commissioned artist for blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you what, this is something for me and a, a business owner myself, is that when someone's like, hey, I worked for myself for two years, and I'm like, is that the only job you had? And they say, yes. I don't need to know their exact financials to know you're alive. That means you ate. You had a roof over your head. And you have clothes on your back. You had to have done something right. right. Whether it was barely getting by or living lavishly doesn't matter. 
with the cost of life today, <laughs> even barely getting by is doing pretty damn good. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like if you took barely getting by and went back 70 years, you just bought a house. <laughs> you know, like you're doing pretty damn good to the way that it was. So that's the way I, I look at things. And that's, you know, throwing that on a resume that you were a freelance artist for two years. That means you were able to feed yourself and take care of, you know, they don't need to know the details, but whether it was lavishly or by the skin of your teeth, doesn't matter. You are not right. dead. You were able to do it. And it shows that you have dedication. It shows that you don't give up. Because, look, if someone's like, yeah, I was freelance for two months, and then you gave up. Yeah. I was yeah, freelance 100%. for two years. That's not giving up. That's dedication as fuck. Two years is, come on. <laughs> that's, Dude, I that's stayed in finance it. for three years, and that shit almost killed me. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, did the, I did the same thing for almost five and got an ulcer. I'm right there with you. Like, I used yep. to suit and tie work in accounting. Like, that used to be, imagine that, shaved face, totally clean shaven, suit and tie, boom. No tattoos visible. Got to do the whole thing. Dude. I understand. I understand. Dude, yeah. <laughs> the stress yeah. is nuts. I don't, I don't like, look, to see myself now to pair, like, I'm with two different people completely. Mm, oh, 100%. Com- like, not saying you, but, like, saying, like, uh, myself personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I was like still it's... friendly and nice, but, yeah, I was empty. I was a shell of what I am now. Definitively. <laughs> like that's yeah. not even I do want to like go back to the topic of like why do I like streaming? Because I know yeah. you asked me that earlier. And it's like, why do I stream? Um, I stream not because like one, I'm really I really enjoy sharing my process. Okay. I really enjoy sharing my process. I really enjoy accountability. Um, I have a hard time. I don't like being alone doing art and that's I think that's because of um, just art school. It was really fun just hanging out with friends and doing art together and shooting shit and like sharing things and like getting actual feedback from teachers because it was the only time in my life that I got constructive criticism that actually helped me improve instead of being criticized and ashamed about something about myself. I hear that. I completely hear that. That's like huge because if you've gotten beat up from your art, when you get into school and you have a, a teacher who is someone that you would look up to as a professional in it, not beating you up for your art, even if it's because you're, you're growing and they're going to teach you a process, but they're not beating you up and you have classmates that are growing with you, not beating you up. That's huge because you've actually found a community that isn't going to treat you like shit while you're growing in your art. Exactly. And that stuck with me like that. That part of art school stuck with me. And that's why, like, I have friends who work in the industry and that do not like sharing their process with anybody. And they're fantastic artists. They they Mm -hmm. will blow me out of the fucking water. But they don't like sharing. They don't like people around watching them do their art at all. Like, it's it's just not comfortable for them. But I love sharing my process. I like sharing, like, the shitty sketches and, like, going through the frustrations and sharing that process because I want to show people the realistic view of what an artist goes through instead of this romanticized viewpoint that everybody loves showing that's not real. 
Yeah. <laughs> but also so keeps me accountable and keeps me focused and like keeps me on track because I can't ever stay on track on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the accountability part. It it really is a good, streaming is a great accountability. The reason why I've done as much art in the past, you know, two and a half years that I got serious of streaming is because I had to show up four days a week. I had to show up. I had to be there and I had to do art because I said I was going to, I was now accountable to it. And if you think about it, just think about it for a second. So you, you do four hour streams, right? Uh, you stream a few days a week. Those streams you're doing art because you said you were going to, you said you were going to show your process, right? In two years, think about how many hours now that you have practiced and been held accountable to practice to hone your craft. That you may have been like, fuck it, I don't want to today, but because I got a stream, I'm going to do it. So now you've put in more and more hours of practice and practice and practice. That reminds me of the book of the 10-hour work, uh, the 10,000 hours work. Okay. The, the book, the, this book called 10,000 Hours. It's a book basically... For you to get good at something or master at something, you have to spend 10,000 hours at it. That makes I've heard people say that. I didn't know that there was like a whole book or saying It's a book it. on it, yeah. So it was like, yeah, 10,000 hours to get good at something. You know, oh, you got to do another 10,000 hours. And I'm like, I, I always thought it was like an exaggerated joke, but. 10,000 hours. It makes sense. Like, it make, I'm, I'm thinking right now, like, I wanted, I wanted, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do the math real quick. Just on a generic. If I do about four, 16 hours a week mm-hmm. times 52 weeks out of the year um, times what, two, we'll just go two and a half years, so 30, we'll just go 30 months, 24,960. <laughs> and that's like, give or take. That's yeah, yeah. Even if I even if I was to take off like seven thousand of those hours, like that's um, Twitch just in a practice sense. Mm-hmm. Even even if people don't donate or give bits or subs, just in a practice sense is huge motivation, huge accountability for you to keep doing what you're doing. And by you, I'm not saying you. Okay, I'm saying mm-hmm. people, you know, like in general. It's, yeah, it's a huge accountability that will help you tremendously growing where you're growing. Like, see, that's one thing I love about talking with you. Every time that I've sat and talked with you, my brain is going 100 miles an hour, and I'm like, didn't think about that. Now I got to think about that, and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow thinking about this shit, like in a, in a good way, in a good way, in a great way, because it helps improve the way I look at it. Is it helps improve the person I am. The way that I look at things, my outlook and everything else. That's I learn from people. I love people. I freaking love people. I can absolutely despise some people at the same time, but in general, same. I feel I have so much that I can learn from anybody. You never know who has that piece of knowledge that you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. And I love that's this this podcast. I've learned from doing as many as I have that. At first, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't totally know what I'm doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what was going to come out of it. I didn't know, you know, my goal, my thought 
is uh-huh. I want to put other people in front of people that might not have they might not have been in front of before. My goal is to help anybody I can. So if anybody's listening and just so clicks on the link and sees, you know, Marky's art was like, oh my God, and they have twelve million dollars, do your thing. Like that's my thing. You know, like I want to help people every way I can, but at the same time, I get to listen to people like you and go, oh fuck, I need to do that or I want to do that, or I need to think more about that, or this could really change. Like, that's where my brain goes. Because and that's what I want to do. That's, that's all I do. That's all like, I do. That's what I think about every day. That's how my brain works. And I like to make people think. <laughs> I like your brain. Okay? I like your brain. I don't Sometimes, know if anybody said that without being weird, not in a Jeffrey Dahmer way. Only, only like person that I would say my partner and my closest friends. But sometimes my brain tends to like to go into very, very dark places and use it against me. <laughs> I think even like going into dark places, and this is just me going full psychology as shit, because mm-hmm. I can't help it sometimes. My brain just does it. There's things to be learned in very dark places. There's yeah. things to be learned. They might not be like, I want to do this, but you can learn from them yep. in, in non-dark places to go, oh, shit, either I didn't think about it that way. Other people may be looking at it from that perspective I didn't think about before. It helps mm. you, you know, change the way you think about things. Or, wow, that was really fucked up. I want to make sure not to do that. You know, like whatever it is, it helps, you know, where, oh, that's why I do this you know what, I need to be a little bit more patient with me, or I noticed this person did that exact same thing. I wonder if that's what they're going through. I need to have more patience with them. You know, like, dark places doesn't automatically mean horrible things. You know, like, not a bad, bad. It can be very, very beneficial to your growth as a person and everything that you do. So I, like, I've heard you say a few times since we've been talking, like, oh, no, I went very dark. And I'm like, okay. Like that ain't a bad thing to me. Again, I appreciate that. No, like that—that well, that yeah, helps. Pleasure. That right. no, that helps because my darkness has always been shamed. No, 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 no. It no. It, I, and I'm not saying it hasn't been shamed. I'm saying that's to me. It's the same thing of I would never tell anybody that I'm gay because I've been shamed for it. You, you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it has. They happen. Anybody that that isn't straight and but you've been shamed for some shit, right? Yeah. And a lot of people go, I don't want to talk about it because I'm tired of that shame and bullshit. I get that. Totally understand that. That darkness, you know, like, oh, I go into dark places and people shame me for it. It's fucked up. But it doesn't mean that you're bad and it's bad and all that is bad. It means those people couldn't handle it. That was their problem. It affected you. Not saying it didn't affect you because very obviously when people you're close to do some shit, that affects you. Especially right. people that <laughs> I tell people <laughs> when I first started doing graffiti art, the, the person that I was together with that I've been together with for 14, 15 years was like, your artwork's shit and you're never going to make any money off of it. Like straight up just said it. You are garbage and nobody will ever, ever pay for that. I have done everything in my power not to send them my bank statements over the past year. I think <laughs> I just ate a spider. <laughs> That wriggled and tickled and tickled inside her? Apparently, I think she just ate a spider. Okay, well, that happened. Um, protein. <laughs> right? Look, 
She was like, everybody's going to dark places. I want to see what that's like. I'm going to eat a right? spider. Right? <laughs> and like, that's, that's something, too. Like, spiders are always been attracted to me. Spiders and beetles. Spiders okay. and beetles. And, like, I've always been terrified of spiders. And beetles always tend to gravitate. Like, June bug beetles. Like, Ooh, they ain't. Like, the, great, the, 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 the green ones. The, <laughs> they're they're so yeah. sweet. They're so nice. They're so sweet yeah, they're and they're nice, bad. but the the buzzing noise gets me every, they scare the living shit out, it's the buzzing that gets me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so bad. We, we just had an, just speaking at random, but we had an apartment complex, and when the June beetles would come out, for some reason, the, the grass areas underneath, it was a typical California apartment complex that was like square shaped with the two stairways in the middle, right? And then there was grass underneath the stairs, and for some reason, they all wanted to live there. So you would like they would cover the walkways, they would cover the walls, so you couldn't walk without stepping on them. And it was like they were nice and they weren't mean, but God, I had a problem with it. Like, I, I can't, with it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Just so oh, anyway, they're um, so pretty. They're so they sweet. They they're are. so pretty. Oh, that's so pretty. Oh. So you know who we were talking about, like somebody sees something and then goes, hey, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. I drew Pisces. That's, yeah, she's working on the, um, the she did the Chinese Zodiac, and mm -hmm. she's working on the regular Zodiac now. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Well, oh, I man. think that, that yeah. what I would really like to do, if you are, you are cool with it, um, and we can, you know, talk later, that I know that you have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah I'm actually getting stuff. hungry, and my partner yeah. needs to get get in here because he needs to game with his dude friends. Got so. you. Well, I was going to see, and we can touch base later, but, you know, maybe in three months, six months, like, sit down and talk again. Like, that's something that oh, 100%. I, like, a, like, a project I wanted to do is to talk to people, you know, six months later and go, hey, how are things, you know, to catch up on what's been going on. Um, 100%. Because I love talking with you. Like I Me can too. sit and talk for hours and hours more. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. We literally like we talked for like three hours. Yeah. And this isn't the first time we've sat and done something like this. So I know we can keep going. But you know, and I know we'll definitely talk to each other mm -hmm. plenty of times in the next, you know, six months. But just something to mull over if it's something you're interested in. You know, like six months, sitting down and doing yeah. another one and, and just seeing like from here. And what's been going on and, and how things, you know, that we may have touched on now, you know, that you've tackled or enjoyed or whatever, you know, so and so forth, I think would be a whole lot of fun. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super, okay. like, super, super grateful that, that you made time. Like, this is, all we really have as people is time and it's, it is there's there's no value you can put on it besides inf infinite value so thank you for gifting me your time today like that's I, I feel like i feel like i won the world with that so thank you so much uh, and thank you star thank you for hanging out with your cute little cat ears and um you know being you because you are amazing you're adorable and you're precious <laughs> she is though huh she is though well um if there's, uh, I don't know if you have any, you know, powerful parting things you want to tell anybody or if we've touched on it. Um, the world's chaotic, be kind. Bang, by, by, hold on, 
because this is a statement that Patton Oswalt's ex-wife stated. Um, give me a second. Yep. And, and, and while they're looking that up, um, again, we're going to have links in the description. So you can go check out the coffee page, the Twitch page, the Instagram page, everything else for Make Art with Maki. It, it, it's worth it. I strongly encourage everybody, go take a look, go hang out, go get to know. It, it, I don't know how else I can say it besides just go do it. Trust me on this one. So this quote is by Michelle McNamara. Uh, this is uh, Patton Oswalt's ex-wife, but mm -hmm. ironically, just to sort of tie this in from what we started off in the beginning, she was a crime investigator writer. Okay. Okay. Look at that full circle right there. Full circle. Right and, there. Um, definitely check out her documentary. I'll be uh, gone in the dark. Um, it's one of the, one of the, the cases that she was able to resolve and find one of the killers of Sacramento. It was like a whole thing. Look it up. Okay. Watch the whole documentary, but she was able to resolve it and uh, find justice for a lot of women who were raped and murdered by one of the killers. So, yeah, she's she's she was a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Yeah. So the quote again, the world is chaotic. Be kind. I like that. I like that. Here's here's, here's my parting words. Be like Maki. Be awesome. Boom, done. That's what's up. Look, I can't even say nothing to top that. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just let that happen right there. I'm speechless. <laughs> and again, if you want to know just how awesome, click the links below. All right. You you both have a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic night. Thank you again, Maki, for being here, for giving for giving me your time. I appreciate it. And if we could just give everybody a, a goodbye and, and we'll we'll end this off. Okay bye. Bye. okay, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of the podcast. We appreciate your time, and we hope to see you back again for more very soon. Until then, take care, have a wonderful day, and go follow Pochfad on Twitch.